for tuning in to the hottest talk radio show around. Providing an open discussion for some of the most important social issues and trending topics today. From personal growth or spirituality to sex and relationships, no subject is ever taboo. So prepare to be empowered, enlightened, and entertained during another episode of the award-winning Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Real people, real topics, real talk. Nothing to hold me down Gotta do it Because I may not get another chance I believe it What's up, what's up, what's up? It is July the 26th, 2017. We're at our final show for the summer series. I know. 2017. Feels good. It does it. I'm ready for a break. I'm ready. Yes, yes. Can you hear me? All y'all do is show up and put on makeup. That's right. Argue (laughs) over the fan. I just put my makeup on. Talk about being thirsty. Wear wear good smelling oils. Mm -hmm. Hmm. You don't have your earphones though, so that's probably why. Yeah, that's why you can't hear. I can hear you. Okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Would you like me to cut it down though? No. Okay. Yes. How's everybody doing? I'm in the studio with my girl Paula B. Back with Caprice Elmore. My boy Nate Whitfield, and we have Rhonda Arrington. Yes. She's on the way. Love She's you, stuck Nate. in traffic. Yeah. How's everybody's week going? Good. This Good. is our midweek check in. Yes, yes. This has been a kind of rough week for me. Why? Well, a couple of days. I had some issues at work mm. and some you other had to fire things. Somebody. It's just, uh, God, it's just been rough. It's been a rough week. Professionally, you have a year fired attitude. Though. I don't know why I wasn't. I thought you were taking pleasure in that. I know. You know what? I have fired so many people, and each time I do it, I, it makes me feel really bad. Like yeah, I had they to, can't eat, Paula. Right, I know. I felt bad. <laughs> and I had to fire somebody um, during a holiday. Mm. And my, Shame. I know. My brother was like, um, my brother lives in Connecticut, and he's a um, police officer. He's like, my God. He said, you couldn't wait to, who does that? like i had no choice but i tried my very best to work with this young lady so i wouldn't have to i will go to the ends of the earth to try to work with you so i will not fire you they even started giving me a nickname i did a program when i was working and uh, i was working at this company called household Mm -hmm. and i was in a program where i was doing hr and i think that that is a stressful part to have to fire somebody it is. It's not as easy. Would it be hard it? for you, Caprice? Would it be hard? Yeah. Well, they, if they're stealing my money, then no. <laughs> <laughs> Caprice is crazy. But they gave me. They start calling me the um, hatchet lady because yeah. I, you know, I was you're just firing. I hate yeah. to do this. I hate to do this. Yeah. But I have to say, you're right. You were right. <laughs> Can you please reach back there and cut the fan up a little bit for me? <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah, That's I right. told you it was going to be hot in here. It's just yeah. the, no, the one right up under the. I'll do it. Yeah, that one. Yes. While they there do that, my weekend was good. Yes, because you went to where? Vegas. Excellent. I had an excellent week. I did lose money. Did you go to Vegas this year already? 
No, this is my first time going. Really? Okay. I had a good time, good time. I was tired when I came back because of the time difference. But other than that, turn up, turn, turn up, up, turn up. That's right. Any highlights from your trip? I'm going to live vicariously through you. I haven't been no, anywhere. No, I mean, we didn't get to really see anybody, celebrity. I was looking. I mean, I went to... I've never been in Tom Ford's store, so I went in there. Oh, how was it? Nothing. Everything? Yeah, everything what they said it is. Uh-huh. Four digits Chanel. or more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just went onto all the stores and uh-huh. just looked around and like, oh, okay. You picked up something. No, I, I think, um, you know, when, you look, when you're when younger, uh-huh. at a young age, like, oh, haircut. thank that's you. I want to get this. Yeah, that's I want to get Mercedes. I want to get Louis. Yeah. And then when you're capable of doing it, yeah. it doesn't seem oh, like yeah. a big deal yeah. anymore. Yeah. So, so I like, guess yeah. the hype is no, in the chase. Yeah. When you're capable of doing it, then you're saying, but I really want to spend my money. <laughs> yeah. But you didn't buy so one thing? Well, no, I bought a pocketbook, but I bought that. Okay. I bought that Um, when my daughter went in college. I was like a... Um, an empty nest gift for myself, mm. and I went to the Louis store and bought a nice bag. So, but I didn't, wasn't, I ain't find nothing. I wanted the Chanel brooch, mm-hmm. but it was five fifty. My girls was like, "You are not gonna spend that money." Five dollars and fifty cents not that bad. Five hundred and fifty dollars for a brooch. Five hundred and fifty. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's me as Chanel. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of the season. Because of the season. Yeah. And I said no. They just go shopping, and they be like, "Oh, we going to Macy's this weekend, and we're gonna get because they are having a new Louis." Mm-mm. And I'd be I like, oh, okay. there, done that. you going with us? You know I am. <laughs> 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 I, mean, I did go to Ross. Now, they had Gucci. Uh-huh. And Girl, they you had went to Vegas to Louie. And they had a Ross in the middle. <laughs> that would be me. That would be me and Paul. I got some right. nice <laughs> shoes. Yes. I got some nice shoes out of Ross. Uh-huh. I actually got shoes out of Ross and then Zara. Zara's a oh, Vegas yeah, store, That's my too. store. Nice. I like Zara. So, so yeah. See, I've never been in Zara. See, the shoes that I have on now came from Ross. Yes. Love them. Right. So, yeah. And That's what you wore to the pageant? No, these are not the other one. Nope, I did not wear those. These, those came from Ross as well. Okay. And um, my really nice black um, shirt I got, Michael Kors, came yeah. from Ross. Yeah. And my that's, that's the type that, of place where you have the look. Yeah. Nate does not like the look. See, I but that skirt I had you on like Sunday, that mm-hmm. Calvin Klein skirt, it came from yeah. um, Ross. Oh, for sure. All like yeah. Paula has been going to church. Yes, yeah. I have been Woo-hoo! going to church. What church have you been going to? I know I had a cross on the door. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I have been going. Um, I wanted to finish up the series, the series that right, they were having, right. the, you know, because my. But you know it's not finished, it's for the month. Right, so, I know. My yeah. favorite word is love, and that's what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah. So Shout um, out to Pastor Melvin O'Mariner. Yes. Blessings yeah. out to him. Yes, he's, yeah. a, he's a really cool dude. Yeah, he yeah. is. Earth. He's been here before. Yeah, he, that's why I ended up going to the church because I could be so transparent. He was so real with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I, he doesn't even care if you call him Pastor Mel because we had that conversation. Mm-hmm. But he was just really cool. Yeah. And I like one of the things that he said um, last Sunday, no, the Sunday before last, is like, I don't really like hanging out with a lot of pastors yeah. and stuff because yep. all they want to talk about is money and how many members do you have. Yeah. That's right. I don't want to do that. That's right. And, and that was really cool, but he just keeps it real. You know, yeah. so I really... I really like him a lot. So um, my daughter ran track with his son, Josh. Oh, Josh. Okay, and, and yeah. Every time we was at, the, you know, in New York at all the track meets, he was there at every track meet. Now he mm. would fly in and fly back. So yeah, he, he's a real That's good so dude. Sad. Yeah, he's and I seen his son. Um, I went to a, a alpha party mm-hmm. with my friend. Uh, uh, I think the gentleman's name was Massey. Oh yeah. He had a. Great. I, I mean. Um, you talk about uh, Nancy, the, the attorney. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, had, uh, yeah, I know. I had an yeah. apple pool party. I know it was really Tracy. nice. It was really nice. Yeah. She was there. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was really nice. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. it was I uh, seen him there. So it was, it was uh, you know, you know, yeah. a lot of attorney stuff there. You know, sometimes you're sitting around all them people. You like when somebody down to earth. It's like hey, he came and sat yeah. next to him, was laughing and joking. Like, oh, okay. And he told how much his house was. Like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because some of them walk around like so bougie. Sticks. Yeah. Like, you know, cut that out. You know, you put your underwear on. <laughs> you just paid one the leg, same student right. loan like we are. Everybody yeah. else, Oof. you know. You well, made no, the church family. Okay. <laughs> 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 right, right. Oh, God. But I know one thing that everybody's done here. So if I don't know about Rhonda, but we got to check out Girls Trip. Yes. yes. Now, three people really liked to see it. They really liked it. But there's one person here who was like, it was all right. It was cool. What? You it didn't laugh? Nice to, yes, I laughed. I mean, but I don't think I will keep going back to see it. <laughs> Well, I want to go back to see I it again because I missed so, oh, many so many lines. So many people laughing. I, I missed a lot because people everybody was, la- was laughing. I mean, uh, when they did the zip line mm-hmm. and when the old when the um, when the old man um, came it was against this, the window. Yeah, was against the oh, window. Now he had, when you and I went, and then when he and I went, it was two different crowds. What? They were really turned up at our, but they were kind of like snooty. Uh, the one really, but you know what was really cool though that I really liked, and even when I went to work, when the um, mm-hmm. everybody was talking about it, they were all the women because I was listening to the conversations. Everybody was saying, um, "What character am I?" Mm-hmm. Or they were saying, "You're this character," you know. Oh no, I'm not. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. really Lisa. And what was the other wild girl's name? Dana. D- Dina. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so. I was asking my girlfriend, I said, so uh, my girlfriend Tish, I was like, so which one did you think I was? Which one do you think she picked for me? Dina? Probably, um, Straight up probably Jada Pickett. No. No? no. Lisa? Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. <laughs> you think I was Sasha? Who was Sasha? Sasha. That's what, what was her name? Sasha. Queen Latifah's Sasha. name was. Yeah, Sasha, that was her. Did you go see yeah. it? Yeah. Ooh, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. 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 Queen name was Sasha. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's no, you were Dina all the way. Who is Dina? You think I'm that Dina? Dina is the turned up one. The turned up one. You think that would be her, or would no, I be Sasha? I keep flashing back seeing you at the library <laughs> about the yeah. Yeah, so I like yeah, I was about to go. Well, my girlfriend did think that I was Dina. Yeah. Because she said, even though she's wild and like to have a lot of fun, but. She said that I'm Dina because of the way I am regarding my friends and my relationship. Oh, okay. That I will just go all out, you mm-hmm. know, for my friends and, you know, <laughs> yeah, ride or die like that. Mm-hmm. So she said you have the compassion that she had when it came to her friends. And I told her, thank you for that. I I'm appreciate that. a combination. That. Good combination. I, I, yeah, I got all of them in me. I got all of them in me. But when we went, we went in Vegas on our girl's trip. And we were like, the first show was like 11 o'clock, so there was mm-hmm. hardly nobody in there. So we got to listen to everything. Like, like you like drowned out. 11 o'clock in the morning? Yeah. Oh, that was smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We went to the first show. Yeah. I mean, it was packed. Yeah. It, wasn't, it was packed. Because y'all went in the evening, right? Yeah, at what, 7? On the first night it, it came seven. out? The first right, night. Yeah. Oh, you never do that. It, it was a, you never go to a black show. Well, we the got there, it wasn't that packed. You have to. You got to support. You got to support. Oh, for the one. Okay, yeah, but you don't hear it. You, no, you do hear so much because, laughing and right, joking. You, right. and, I mean, but it was even though I missed some lines, the whole aviance of the whole thing and everybody, all the women in there and everybody was. It was just the energy in the room that made it more exciting for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I didn't see it until. Uh, Hello, listeners. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I am here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, you know, I had babysitter issues, and so I just finally decided to have CPS come and find me, me and my two-year-old, and my sister, we saw the movie yesterday at the matinee, uh-huh, 
We sure did judge me not. Uh, we brought her tablet, some earphones. Told okay. her her seat was a car. Homegirl sat down. She was good all the way to the last 25 minutes. But, um, which was great because that first part of the movie was a lot of cussing. Uh-huh. The whole said, thing was cussing. I know, but the first, first part, part, it was yeah. like oh, it was yeah. concentrated. Yeah. It was like, ah, great every other fruit. word. Mm-hmm. What was the question? I think Did you we like the I movie? Think you, Dina, already. We haven't gotten Look, to it yet. I just met you, and uh-huh. I think you, Dina. I would, I would, I would kind of agree with you, <laughs> <laughs> um, because of the funny part. Now, you know, as bold as she is with the other part, uh-huh. you know, th- yeah. that ain't never caught up with me. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Uh-huh. I did. You know, in my early twenties, I tried my best. <laughs> I tried my best. You gave it your best shot. I did. I did. Uh-huh. And all I got was a baby. You know, exactly. <laughs> I ain't about that life. <laughs> So you was doing that wrong. I was doing that exactly. wrong. You, you, you ain't used the grapefruit. Right, I used the grapefruit. <laughs> Funny story about that offline. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Real but, life. But, okay, so the, the girl who really took the show was Tiffany Haddish. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, so I she, love she wrote her. an article. She said this movie, making this movie, was a dream come true. She said growing up she used to watch women like Jada Pinkett, Queen Latifah, Regina Hall, mm-hmm. all on TV just hoping one day that she would cross paths with them. Um, she says she remembers watching them as a young teen and wanting them to be her friends. You know, we've all done right, that. Right, right, right. Um, she said the movie is packed with meaningful lessons of love, friendship, and self-care. Um, but at its core, it sends a resounding message about the power of sisterhood. Right. Um, and the beauty that comes from the support and love that is shared within it. Um, she says that we need each other. Men, which I don't agree, try to pit, each other, pit us against, against each other. Um, and we start turning against each other and start stifling each other. Um, she said we're all beautiful but I wanted to talk about the part where she said that um, she always wanted them to be your mm-hmm. friends I want to know are there can you name three celebrities that you wish that I you sure can see can. that you wish would oh, be yeah. your friends for, a for part me. of your flossy posse flossy posse crew okay two things that have nothing to do with your question but uh-huh. when I was in college we too had a posse it was called the fourth floor Wheatley posse are you serious we did we did and we were known in the as dorm. WP uh-huh. mm-hmm. Second thing, um, shouting out to Howard University, relate you. Okay. Um, <laughs> second thing, I felt like she threw a shade to their age by saying when she was a teenager, she watched them um, being famous. Like she was a teenager and they were grown. Um, and then thirdly, yes, I have always felt that if Tracy Ellis Ross and I were to meet, we would really? become instant BFFs. Why? Because I love her personality, uh, her quirkiness. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just do. I, I love what seems to be her character. I don't uh-huh. mean like characters she plays, mm-hmm. but she seems to have a lot of character. She mm-hmm. seems to be real compassionate. Exactly. Um, she doesn't pigeonhole herself with a certain group, mm-hmm. you know, and um, so I think she'll be real. She seems real down to earth and real relatable and that her and I could really laugh and cry together and have a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to have an unhealthy women um, girl crush on Tanai <laughs> Lathan. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm still in therapy about that one. And... Um, um, I think Gabrielle Union now. Back in the day, I thought yeah, she was overrated. Mm-hmm. You know, but now, I was gonna say her too. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh-huh. like her now. Okay, I said that's all I got. You, Paula? Let me see. I would say um, Oprah for sure. Okay, I think that's that if I, I met mm-hmm. Oprah, that I think that we would hit it off. Mm-hmm. I, I really, really do, because of our personality, mm-hmm. um, our energy. I think we would mm-hmm. hit it off. My second person would be Patti LaBelle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, because I love Patti LaBelle. Uh, there's just something about her that I, I, I want. She's on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. And I know that once she meets me, she's going to love me. Right. And I'm, you know, because I already love her. Mm-hmm. And let me see, who would the third one be? Um, 
in Debbie Allen. Yes. Um, because okay. that's different. I, yeah. Okay. I, I've always wanted to meet Debbie Allen because you know we have so much coming. I love to dance, uh-huh. and I think that because she's so transparent, and I am as well, uh-huh. and we have that dance thing in common, uh-huh. I think that we would hit it off really well. Okay. All right. I don't know. I mean, I know Oprah's one. Okay. Because I like I like her knowledge. I like uh-huh. how she's opened herself up from, to many different things. Uh-huh. You know, religion just to learn. She'd love to learn. Um, I, I like Lala Anthony. Yes. I like her. Oh, you like the E. No, I just I just okay. like her because yeah. that's the way she is. Isn't that the girl on Power? Uh-huh. I don't I don't watch Power, but I know oh, okay. that's um. Carmella, Carmella, Carmella yeah, yeah, wife. Okay. yeah, strange okay. wife, yeah, strange yeah, wife, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and um, Jada Pinkett Smith. Jada, okay, yeah, all right. Why why Jada? Um, because Jada's she's a little bit of hood. She's a little bit uh-huh. of you know. Uh-huh. Uh, Sophisticated, uh-huh. she, she's the whole packer, so she can she know how to get down if she needs to, uh-huh. and she know how to walk in the room when she needs to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got that. Nate. For me, it would probably be, um, of course, Will Smith because ah. he's cool yeah. and he's like he would have a lot of fun. But then I have a really unhealthy right um, crush on the game. Um, yeah, I follow him cool. on. But he is such a cool daddy. Really? Yes. Who is it? The game. The game. And um, like his kids, he he have four boys. Um, it's crazy because he got two boys from somebody else, but they look exactly like. Well, I guess because they he get a daddy. But uh, what he love about his kids is they all have their own room, and he have one little girl. They all have it their own room, but all the four boys still like to sleep together. Oh, yeah. closely. Uh, oh, yeah. So um, he's just a really cool person. So, and then I like Anthony Hamilton because yeah. I would love somebody to sing with. Right, right. <laughs> I can see that. I can see so, that. And he's a really cool dude. Yeah. He is a really cool. Two? Anthony Hamilton. He's that's cool. Party two, party three. So I say Will Smith, Will, Smith game. Game. Yeah, that's and that's a good eclectic group of friends. It is. Yes. Okay. Could they all hang around each other? I think, think so. Will is our money. Uh huh. And so we go to our fire loans. Right, right, right. Game we go to for our medicinal things. Right. <laughs> and, and protection. And protection. Right. right. And Anthony Hamilton, he lifts us up. That's right. We can entertain this. Right, right. For me, Oprah, of course, because she's going to make sure I'm connected and that I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Smith, because he's fashionable. He's going, when we go out, we're going to look good together. We're going to have fun. He's going to make me laugh. He's going to probably be a little goofy. Um, but then I always like a fly girl. That's why when we go together, I always make you know make sure you you there. So I either want to hang around either Gabrielle Union because she likes to dress up and go. She likes to have fun. I know she probably likes to talk about people. And I like Taraji because yeah, Taraji, Taraji can yeah. do that. But then we want to cut up. I know she can get you know yeah, yeah, she yeah, can yeah, get that. Yeah. So yeah. Well, you know one person I forgot. Now first I have to say that Debbie Allen. You're right. You would actually absolutely love her because I've met her several times, and she's the whole reason why I even went to Howard. She's great. Um, I would also say Melissa McCartney. Do y'all know who that? Oh is? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. She, she, she. You know the girl from like. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. That now she's, she's hilarious. Mom. She is. I need people that are hilarious yes. around me because mm-hmm. I love to laugh mm-hmm. and I have to be serious when I have to be serious and mm-hmm. I'll find somebody to be serious with. But I like people who are okay <laughs> to be funny and mm-hmm. I don't want her to be the funniest person in the room. Exactly. So I would love to hang out with her. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who was the movie Identity Thief? Yes. 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 She was hilarious. Oh. All, and the boss. Did you see boss? Right, yes. yes. Yeah. I watched yeah. that the other day with Sierra. <laughs> so, but of course, Lala Anthony 
is the truth. Oh, you didn't even include her. Is it because because I wouldn't want to hang with a bunch of women. Well, you name no her. offense to the women. What a big job. But you know, I love. I like Lala. I love me some Lala Anthony. Yeah, she's good, and she ain't leaving her husband according to her. Oh, she said she don't leave him. She said no. She said right now that's not on their mind. Cayenne is on their mind right now. Oh yeah, the son. Right, but they're not together. No, that's not the topic we're talking about. But I hate when people stay together for their kids. I know. It's like who else has something to talk about? Oh, we're going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Let's give him something. Well, look, let's, let, can we talk Our about Kelly? Yo, Kelly? Which what? one? What, what, with, um, I don't know if you want to go there yet. Donnie McClurkin. Oh, my girl getting uh, married. Yeah. I, I want to talk about Donnie McClurkin. Go ahead. Y'all y'all started off to not jump in. Okay. Okay. Quill article. Go ahead. Quill, I want you to get to that one first. So excited. My girl getting married. Um, <laughs> is, is she... I, this will sound wrong. Well, is, is she, she? somebody? Because her name's yeah. a little familiar. We'll say she, she was a gospel artist. Oh, I don't know her. I'm talking about Donnie. Uh, let me see. <laughs> she was calling your girl. Oh, let me see here. Oh, Nicole Mullen. Help us. Who is she? Way. I don't want to talk she, to She's you a gospel singer. Oh, yeah. okay. maybe that's why she sounds familiar. Yeah, she's, she sings. I didn't mean Donnie. Well, he says that, you know, it's not a hidden fact that he's fought his homosexuality and he claims that he won. Um, he reported that he's getting married. I know he's been engaged to her for a while. Mm-hmm. Um... But he's admitted that there will be that there will be no marriage until they go through marriage counseling together. He said, honestly, the only thing in my life that is missing is marriage. The only thing that is missing in my life that can cause real family is marriage. Financially, I'm there. Spiritually, I'm almost there. Emotionally, I'm getting it together, is what he told me. So he said the only thing that he's missing <coughs> is marriage. So I'm going to ask you guys. Well, what are y'all missing in your life? <laughs> that's the question. First of all, he got to come to truth with himself. That's, yeah, that's the question. Oh, that's the question. Oh, okay. Oh. oh. Not getting me in there. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. What are y'all okay. missing in your life? Oh, okay. <laughs> she, was, she was like. Oh, no, no. Oh. As I said, that's first you got to come to truth with yourself. Uh, uh, well, I'll tell you what I'm missing in uh, my life. Uh, it's the truth to this story. <laughs> the truth to this story, number one, Nate, and uh, some cookie jar conversations. Oh, that's what I'm missing so in my who? life. Cookie jar conversations. What's cookie jar conversations? Uh, cookie. You know the cookie jar was replaced with grapefruit and stuff like that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, 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 it's missing. Yeah. Cookie jar. Um, so Donnie, mm-hmm. what are you thinking? Here's I, what I'm. I want. I want to say something about Donnie. Okay. I will say this. And I apologize in advance if I, if, if I need to, because to, I offend anyone. I say, I did not like how he was referred to in the article as formerly gay. Yes. Because all we've ever known as Donnie McClurkin is we've never knew him when he was gay. We only knew him as his reformed, and y'all can't see my air quotes. We've only seen him as... Oh, really? I didn't know that. I, I didn't know that. I thought maybe it happened... Since he's been no, well, artist. as long as he's been a gospel artist, oh, he, okay. and as long he's as he's been out, he's he goes out almost. This is a bad way to say it as a scapegoat, talking about the molestation and uh-huh. all the stuff growing up, and that maybe using that as the reason why he okay. was gay. Okay. But as long as we've known Donnie McClurkin as a gospel artist, he's never been gay. Okay, so I don't like how it says formerly gay, as if he was gay last year, mm-hmm. like homeboy that got delivered, and yeah. now he's getting married. Mm-hmm. So I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. Now. Whether or not Donnie McClurkin has been touched, has one moved from transitioned from one part of life to another part of life, mm-hmm. 
only Donnie McClurkin knows. And I will say that anyone who has talked to me for more than 30 minutes, you know, I don't, I'm transparent. Yeah. Um, I don't consider myself bisexual, mm-hmm. but I have been in a relationship, one relationship with a woman, mm-hmm. and the majority of my relationships I've been in with men. Mm-hmm. And I I think that during that particular moment when I was in that relationship, if I, if I had to put, check a box, I would have to check the homosexual box. You know, but if... Why though? I said if I had to. Oh, uh, okay. But personally, I felt that in that moment, I was free. I felt free to be with who I felt I wanted to be with exactly. at that moment. Okay. And so, and now the majority of my moments have been men. That doesn't mean that, you know what I'm saying? Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? What I, I definitely yeah, I understand what you're, what you're saying. So you're saying that you may, it's not written in stone that you may not ever be with a woman again. Right, and and I and I may never, it's not about me, but I may never be, or I may never not be. But the point now, the point about Donnie McClurkin is, I think we are overshadowing shadowing what his sexual preference may or may not have been, probably twenty years ago, mm-hmm. and almost throwing sh- shade to the fact that this man wants to get married. Anyone who wants to get married should have premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. You know, it. The, I, I don't like how the article makes it is inferring that he's having this counseling to make sure he's not gay mm-hmm. before he gets married. But, That's what I feel about the article. But here's my thing. Whose business is it? Right, Paula? Whose business, who's the, business is the, it? I'm thinking the, the church's business or... It's why? It's none of their business, but my why? issue with the article is when you come out or when they come out and say formally, see, I, I'm either you are or you're not. I don't believe... I believe you either born or not, because I know a lot of people that do not sometimes wish they wasn't. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I'm this person. I'm going to have to just be this person. I mm-hmm. believe when you say in form of that, you giving letting people know that you can change if you want to. So that I mean, everybody yeah. just happen to want yeah, to be gay. Exactly. No, it's either you are or you're not. Right. I don't believe you can just do that. You can flip it. So down. yeah, exactly. My nephew mm-hmm. was two years old. He had a towel on his head. We knew all the math. He never told us, but by his lifestyle, mm-hmm. we know. So, but and he always said he got teased. Caprice, if I could be a boy, I would. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think this article is making America whoever miss having a misunderstanding of what gay and lesbian. I think so many people just changed and people would change are going and back and forth. Yeah. Whenever I think about this issue, I think of the issue that Ellen had with um, whoever that girl was before Portia, and how she was in this relationship for a long time, and then yeah. automatically she said that she wanted to be with a man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think with a situation where it was just recreational, she just wanted to try it. Exactly. Um, and then people are so accurate. they're so yeah. afraid of getting labeled mm, as yeah. homosexual, and then the stigma, the negative negative stigma that comes behind that. But uh, at the same time, I do believe that your heart can want what it wants. Um, I do know that when I was little, how I struggled—not even little, even to my um, adult, well into my adult. How I struggled really bad with it, and simply because of church. Mm-hmm. I think church made me struggle more than mm-hmm. what I probably would have struggled if I didn't grow up in mm-hmm. the church. Um, but church is what also set me free from it, um, because I had to realize He made me, so He know mm-hmm. everything there is to know about me. Right. So, but I do believe that people that teach their children how to love it opens the child up in a different way where if me and me and Caprice is out and I'm like oh she's a beautiful lady and 
she's giving me what I what I want. I mean, because I think I would still date a girl. I think I would. Yes, I would to the <laughs> listeners. Well, being gay doesn't mean that you don't recognize beauty. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. But I, I don't think that if I if I fell in love with her, I don't know if I could get married because I don't think for me a woman could I couldn't love a woman to the core the way I can love mm-hmm. somebody else. I don't think it's a hard thing when it comes to that. I think it's a sexual thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. but because see, that's what I'm saying. You I can think, be in love with anybody, but that's what I'm going to say. Exactly. Exactly. Sexually is what the the. But you know what? Let me ask. Go ahead. Well, I'll be real quick because I want to hear what Paula has to say. The biggest thing is that all this conversation that we're having is great, but none of this I feel has anything to do with Donnie McClurkin getting married. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think that um, I think he's whatever his reasons why he took so long. Whatever it's his like Paula said, his personal business, and I don't think it should have been linked to. His sexuality, one way or the other, because right. that's never been an issue. Yeah. When people talk about there being fans of his music, they don't ever say, formerly gay, you know, um, Donnie McClurkin is starting a new show called um, Lift Every Voice. Mm-hmm. That's not how he promoted Lift Every Voice. Yeah. We've I'm never heard formerly gay, or gay, or is he gay, is he not yeah. gay, when you hear Donnie, when, when people are promoting Donnie McClurkin. Yeah. I'm not saying people never thought about it, mm-hmm. you know, because of stereotypes, his mannerisms, and yada, yada, yada. They don't do that with any of them. I mean, it, but I, I just, I, mean, I think it's an injustice. You, them, you just know by the way they... Well, Lord, you don't... But what he did I mean, was... Right? <laughs> what he said... She'd have thrown poor little Rick and Dylan under the Lord, like, let Rick and Dylan... That's my jam. Let the word do the word. You just know. But you know what? Okay, so this week, as you know, I started back seeing my life coach. And the thing I'm really going back is because I want to become um, more comfortable enough to be transparent Mm -hmm. with this next half of my life. And he's a Christian life coach. So reconciling my sexuality with the Bible is like a heavy focus. Right. Um, And he was just saying that one thing that you had to realize is when you go towards God said, you know, when you when you ask him for forgiveness, he forgets it, but doesn't say anything about the world. Mm-hmm. So sure. when Donnie McClurkin came out with all of this, he had to realize that he was going to continually get what we're giving him right now, or what some of us are giving him right now. So him coming forth now saying that he wants to marry a woman, evidently the only thing that really matters is if she knows about it, she's fine exactly. with it, whatever. Right. And that he's but doing it for the right person. He, I mean, he came up with it. He gave he us this. He never said he was gay. But he's, I have yeah, never he's, heard of no, him. But he, he, he said he struggled with He's always with, talked about, mm-hmm. the, like Rhonda was saying, the after part. The, the, Tyler the his body, the, his body. His what do you say? His body betrayed, betrayed him. Betrayed him. Yes. Who's Tyler Perry? We're not even gonna talk about him. <laughs> Let's leave him off. I Can just wish that. that. I like to have it. I hope that Donnie McKerklin is doing it for the right reasons. Exactly. Correct. You're right. You're right. That's the that's the only thing that I don't like about it is, you know, if you're marrying her to cover up, yeah, or you're marrying her out of guilt, out of guilt, and what the church may feel. I think that's where it becomes bad. But is his reason good enough? The only thing that's missing is a wife. I mean, if that's what he wants. Because you think that's what makes him whole. The only thing missing my life is a Bentley. I mean, they don't make it right. Right. But at this age, at this stage of the game for him, he, for me, that he should, right, he has nothing to lose. You should be really comfortable in your skin. Mm -hmm. Because half your life. I mean, that's easy to say sitting on this side of the table. But this man is heavy into church. He's a pastor, church right? can be... Well, the thing about it, you got to lot to kick out. Yeah, that's, then, not, that's rolling under the cover. Flag waving. Right. You got a lot to kick out, so that can't be here. I see someone with... Somebody give me a sanctified hand. Pink suits. 
fool said flag waving. But would not tell you that they gay. You don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me. It's evident. So what's the risk? But that's why I don't doubt it. I don't get it to other people. But I can say, hey, what you do behind the door? That's why I go and I leave. Okay, let's not even bring up that She's like, stay around, congregate. I'm like, no, who do that at church? I'm one of the first people That's out to my car. Black culture. Of the to to black hit culture. it or to congregate. To congregate, man. Do you, like that? Do you do that? Do you think I don't like that? You have to. All right, I'm a charismatic. Yeah, I'm charismatic. I She wants to walk up and she wants to shake the past the hand right by the wife. Right. You know, skip all over her. What's the point of going? Teaching Paula. I can't say exactly what I told him yesterday. I used to be like that too. But I told him. Now I received. What was the excuse? The reason why he said he doesn't do that because he says he can I say it? Yeah. Okay. Because he knows how church people are. Yes. So I was like, well really how are they? You can't lump everybody in a box because of what what has transpired in the past. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I told him, I said, well, the However, best church the case, people still show their head. But wait and a second. I know you be dressed, so I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> to the nine. I know. To the nine. Take a picture. But, but the thing I am. So, but what I told him was that if that is the case, you should not get up in the morning, wash your tail, put on oh, your clothes, because he looks amazing when he go uh-huh. when we go to church. Just sit there and listen. I'm like, if that's the case, stay home. Save your gas. Inside, save your clothes and listen on the radio. So you they go can... to church to stay and mingle. Is that what you're saying? You should, yeah. That's the fellowship. What is the fellowship? The fellowship. 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 Mm-hmm. You know, fellowship. you'll get to know who's who. Mm-hmm. You know, because everybody, even if you don't go to the church, everybody got game. Everybody has something with them. So what are, what, what are the steps? What's the directions? You stay and then you just introduce yourself to people? Okay, well, like how do you like, go in there? You don't know nobody right now? Mm-mm. I know but no. He knows nobody because I know the pastor, don't. his wife. I know the key people. I, whenever I go in church, I <laughs> always strategically find some key people. So when some stuff go down, they got my back. I you know, what, I, what I tell people when we talk about assimilation, because uh-huh. this is kind of what, what Paul was talking about—the the church term assimilation. You know, how do you become a part of that of the church? You know, um, the fellowship is it's, it's the same thing you do if you go to a, a cocktail party. Mm-hmm. You know, the, they'll have a speaker and they'll do whatever they have to do and mm-hmm. then you'll mingle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times after church, the parking lot or whatever, there's always the meeting after the meeting. Mm-hmm. But um, maybe join a ministry at the church. You join a ministry, something, yeah. you know, maybe the media. I'm only pigeonholing you in that because you do media. Mm-hmm. But join the media ministry. Be in the background. Well, I'm a part of the special events committee, which is I'm, all women. But, okay. Um, but what, oh, yeah. I, what I was trying to tell But you'll meet more people. Yeah, right. right. I mean, everybody has had church hurt. Right. Yeah. Bottom line, yeah. case closed. Use that as a life lesson. It happened. You know what it looks like. You know what it feels like. Mm-hmm. So the thing of it is, is that once you know what it looks like and feels like, you, you can remove yourself yeah. from it when you feel it's happening. But don't blame everybody for it. And don't ignore everybody. Because as soon as we get it, listen. Listen, Linda, when, it's uh-huh. church, uh-huh. when church is over, listen, I'm going to have my bag, my glasses, everything, because we are out the door <laughs> walking briskly. Briskly. The car is started by the time you get he's there. Like, well, I, I'm like, well, well, I have the car key because I want to get right out. I said, well, well, let's walk around. No, the doors are open over here in the back. <laughs> and <one of> those, <laughs> well, we came it, It's crazy. I was like, I'm sweating by the time you sleep. <laughs> by the time I get to the car. I'm like, you have got to cut that out. You can out. actually stay there and I can 
drive around and pick you up. Right, that's true too. But mm-hmm. the thing of it is, is that you, I, I told him. That. Yeah, I do. Okay, so I admit, so it is. It is, it is a fear of judgment. It's a fear. Of, it, will, yeah. it will help you with you trying to live authentically to yeah. be transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, um, this is unorthodox. Oh, that's that them. is a good. That is you know, a good um, example too. That is. That's but a you know, good if anybody thing. does something to you in the church, you know, I'm gonna come for them. <laughs> You know that, right? well, I don't want that. Say oh, no, but that is very you're serious. not Dina, right? You think you? No, so- I'm not. But you know, if anybody, <laughs> but if anybody does anything in well, uh-huh. you know what I mean. I'm gonna get. What service do you go to? The I normally go to 8, but we've been going to 10.30. We've been enjoying 10.30. Yeah, because 8 is for old folks. No, it's not. 8 o'clock is for people that that's going to heaven. 10 o'clock is for those. That's what they say. The sunrises are the real. That's the real believer. That is what they say. 8 o'clock is for those of us that's going to heaven. And I'd be happy to. 10.30 is going to wake up from the club like I got to make my call. Exactly. When I go out on Saturday night and he's like, oh, we're going to 1030, I'm like, thank you. Dude. I know that's why you <laughs> right? asked it. Because I'd be so tired. So my husband's like, see, eight how o'clock, you get home so Sunday? early? Right. And you don't went out Saturday night, which uh-huh. I do. I have some Nothing wine. With yes, I did. Uh-huh. Did I drop it? Yes, I did. <laughs> and then went on to church. And then I went on to church. You, but I don't, me, myself, I don't think, they call it something. What do they call those people that go to church on I mean, go out on Saturday and then people. go to church on Sunday. No, it's another Regular people. Churchgoers? Yes. If Lawrence is listening, I want him to tell us what it is. It's, he called it something or something. Oh, but the know. thing of it is, is that um, that's, that's what I did. You know what I mean? So, and I don't feel guilty about Fence it. Fence riders? Fence riders don't be half and half. So, are you, let me ask you another question. Yes. So, are you the type of person who feels like you can't get serious about your, your faith and give your life to Christ because you're still doing something? Because you still no, go I have out given, and stuff like I, that. I have given my life to Christ. I, I, I got saved like many years ago. Okay. But, you know, so many things transpired. We ended up um, leaving the church, and I haven't gone back since. But the thing of it is, is just like you said, you know, because of what you see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But they don't want to keep it real and transparent. Don't try to act like you're holier than thou, this and this and that, and you know that that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. You know, be who it is. You mm-hmm. know, I don't think that... I don't even really like calling pastor, pastor such and such. I want to call you by your first name because you call me by mine. You got to respect but, the office. Right. Yeah, you got to respect the, the seat of the man being yeah. the pastor. And I don't, I mean, you know what, it's different because I don't, do I don't do, do it if I go to his house. Well, but me, if I'm in church, I definitely do it. Or if, like Shelly, when I'm in church, I call her first lady. But well, that's not her name. Well, here, here's the thing. Um, now, I struggle with, with first lady stuff only because... That's that's not a position of authority, nor mm-hmm. is nothing. It's, it's just a title. That's not biblical. That's a church game. Well, we no, know it's, 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 there's a lot of things that are not biblical. biblical. So that that's not what well, I won't yeah. jump behind it because it's not <laughs> biblical. But I don't. Um, sometimes it can get uh, messed up where people think there's authority mm-hmm. because oh, because okay. you say first really lady. Bad. You know, uh, the first ladies that have authorities are governors' wives mm-hmm. and presidents' wives uh-huh. and mayors' wives, mm-hmm. but. Um, I'm the man's wife. I'm the man's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been good to you people. Yes. But um, I don't know her. I don't know her either. <laughs> so here, here's my thing. Um, I recently um, went to a um, seminar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're on so many subjects. I love it. And wow. we were talking about how to craft a sermon. It was for ministers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, one of the things in the, se- in the um, seminar was talking about the minister, the preacher, and the black community. Mm-hmm. And that the minister is an emergence. Mm-hmm. And an emergence, there's someone that is specifically 
um, set apart from the group, but they are made up of the group. Mm -hmm. So it will be like all of us. We're all made up from the same thing. We share that we have a lot of shared things, but this particular person has been set apart to come out to keep their ear to the group and also keep their ear to to God God. so they can hear from God. So they're set apart, but that also means that they have a higher level of accountability and that there are more things they may be responsible for. It doesn't mean that they're your high priest and and that you can't get a prayer through, Mm -hmm. you know, but they are a designated voice, if you will. And so with that, I think comes some level of authority, but it also comes some level of reverence. Mm -hmm. However, in the black church, please be clear. That the Clear. black minister uh-huh. is not part the fourth part of the Trinity. That's right. There's only three parts <laughs> of the Trinity. And it's so funny. We was talk- I had, I had a, a lunch today with one of the ladies that go to my church. She's an older lady. And one of my, my the purpose for me going, because she hasn't been coming to church. And she hasn't been coming to church because of she felt she's being left out. Okay. Or her generation is being left out. Mm. So... You know, I went to talk to her, and uh, one of my biggest things that I was telling her is that you still come. Right. Because your your voice is still heard in your presence. Right. Right? I said, but when you don't come, you make people feel like they won. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I definitely agree with that, because one of the things I don't like in church is brother, sister. Right. And this bothered me so bad that I had to go <laughs> look it up. <laughs> That I had to go look it up to see, why are they calling me Brother Nate? <laughs> Is that real? Is that a part of it? But it was just black church. But, right but I'm like, right, right. Brothers and sisters right. But yeah. I'm like, Nate, when they call me Sister Paula, don't call me that. Yeah, I'd be like, no, just Nate. It made me feel too old. Just call me Paula B. I'm cool with that. <laughs> Paula B? Yeah, you don't have to call me um, Sister Nothing. Just call me Paula B. Well, That's why I am. in Christ. Yeah, I know. I understand. <laughs> okay. I was, y'all remember that okay. show back in the day, South Central? Y'all remember South Central? Yeah. And there was, I saw a clip on Facebook, and she was in the grocery store, and this guy was like, uh, sister, whatever her name was. She said, I grew up, and I don't ever remember seeing your face across from me at the end of the table. Please stop calling me sister, because I am not your sister. That just reminded me of that. Okay. Go ahead. Let's go. Mark of the Beast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mark of the Beast. That chip. Okay, so this is coming. Okay, so this is an excerpt from the I'll United Church of God booklet called The Book of, Revela- Book of Revelation Unveiled. Mm says, the second beast of Revelation 13 will cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or, or the name of the beast or the number of his name. So there's a, uh, a company in Wisconsin, a technology company, that's gearing up to become the first U.S. company to offer microchip implants to its employees. More than 50 workers have already signed up for it, and they can make in-house purchases, open doors, and unlock office equipment with it. Um, They said the tiny chip that uses radio frequencies, which is called RFID, uh, which will allow them to do a wide variety of tasks instantaneously. And the company that invented it says that it expects that within a couple decades for this to be just regular, the Mm -hmm. the regular method. Not for me. Paul, you're getting that chip. so it says the the microchip inside the user's hand would function as his or her credit card Mm -hmm. Um, each chip costs about $300 and is being supplied by the company number one would you do it and do you think this has anything to do with the end of times prophecy I will not do that it does I don't care anything about anybody's prophecy you understand what I'm saying you are, if I want to open up the door, I'm going to do that. With your hands. Okay. I, you know, they to me, they're just going to like 
way overboard all this technology where it's just making you so lazy where you don't have to do anything. Pretty soon, people are just going to want to, you're not going to even have to go outside. I think that that is ridiculous, but the thing of it is that the more people buy into it and all the hype, more people are going to do it. But the thing of it is, is that that's something that I'm not going to let anybody stick anything in me at any time it's unless it's like for pleasure. Size of a now, rice. back in the day, didn't they used to say that your social security card was the mark of the beast? You couldn't go, you couldn't do nothing without you can't mm-hmm. buy yeah. nothing without it. So people used to say, That's the mark of the beast. But You're yeah, right, you they, there's one. always something. There's people, always a mark of the think? beast. I want to hear what you say. Okay, well, this is what, this is what I believe. Uh-huh. I I believe in the prophecies. I'll start there. Okay. I believe in the prophecies, and I believe that we are living in times that we can parallel to say they're the end of time. Exactly. But if we were in 1925, mm-hmm. if we were in 1872, exactly. if we were in 1987, mm-hmm. there's so many times, 1999, yeah. that we all thought that was going to be the end. It's the month. Why the game? You know, so, he's coming. Right, he's coming. <laughs> he's coming in the yellow Honda. And so I said that to believe, I believe in the prophecy, but do I believe that, I'm not sure if I believe we are at the end of the end of times. Okay. We, I don't think that we understand the Kairos, and that's mm. God's timing. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to put it in this chronos and how we can say when that is coming. Exactly. So um, it looks a lot like it, exactly. of course. But, but the difference, if the... If if we can use our spiritual imaginations, do you think we will be able to figure out, to figure out yeah. when it mm-hmm. will come? Mm-hmm. You know, and and then because we have technology that's so vast, you know, who who hasn't pimped that and said, "Let me get this. I'm gonna freak people out." Mm-hmm. But people are so, exactly. you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. like that Y two. What is that Y two? That Y two K. That's right. Everybody was yeah. Everybody right. was going crazy. You know, you know getting taking bunkers, their money out the bank. Money at the right. Bank. You and know what happened that day? They had the man on TV. All these people here predicting the end and predicting the end. That was a whole bunch of them. And if you all remember, like during what what time was it in the the 50s or the 40s when people were building underground bunkers oh, yeah. and all that stuff? But so that's how I feel as far as it relating to the to the word. And if like we keep talking about being saved, if you are saved, you already know where you stand on that issue. Yeah. You're not going to do it. But more more and more specifically, you won't even be here mm-hmm. if you are saved. And that time comes, you won't mm-hmm. be here anyway. Exactly. Right. I think they're just fanatics. Yeah, like right. Well, I'm not doing anything gym? that I chip my dog with, and my dog has a chip, so that in just case he get lost, mm-hmm. and he could come. When you pay good money for a dog. If he get running out, you want somebody to give it back. And I paid Mm-mm. for, I got a little microchip for my dog that has his address and everything in it. So if he ever gets so lost. So you would get one for the dog, but not one for yourself. Because I want him to come back. I wouldn't leave for me. Wow. I don't need to pay nothing with this. I don't know. I don't know nobody, you know, taking my arm. And <laughs> I don't see a problem with the dog. Yeah. I, oh, I yeah. didn't, I didn't say whether I would do it. I, I wouldn't, wouldn't do, do it, it. because, mm-hmm. um, Call me um, Mel Gibson's character and conspiracy theory. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing any. Big Brother is real. Exactly. How often have you looked mm-hmm. on Google search mm-hmm. or something that came in your whatever, and then the next thing you know, you got ads in your That's email right. Right. or ads yes. showing up on Instagram yeah, or something that you Google search exactly. or, or that you just right. was looking or you at. Just talking about. Yes. We were just talking about shoes one day, and I lied to you not those Air Max were in my um mm-hmm. in an ad on on oh, like yeah. my Facebook page. Exactly. I, I said, oh. That's scary. They yeah. listen. And at Facebook, I believe next year is going to start using their camera. To right. They're saying to collect um, advertising information. 
But everybody has it has the option of not having Facebook. You have the option not to use technology if you don't want to. But yeah. you're, you're, you're gonna go back that far. Yeah, but you can't be. Yeah. But, but the point. You know, but to Paula's point. To Paula's point is, you have the option to not be under Big Brother's thumb. In that way, a chip does not allow that option. Mm-hmm. If I put that chip in me, it don't matter who I unplug from and who I'm not right. a friend of. Mm-hmm. You can say what you want to. You can say that, well, right now it's just to make convenient pay, mm-hmm. you know, and all this stuff. But everything started off as, oh, we'll just do exactly. this. Yeah, and then it right. expanded to something Ooh, else. Like, but without so, you knowing. But, it, but the thing of it is that this freaks me out. And that this is one man or a group of people that have sat down collectively at a table and just said, wow, let's do this. Right. Then everybody gets so high. Like then they, in the bo- then in they get all, like what she's saying, all involved. You know, it's mm-hmm. Big Brothers. It's this company, a, yeah. There's a few men that's sitting down doing this exactly. and, cre- and that have creative minds enough. If I were to create it, and I know I was getting all those coins. I wish I would have created. Yeah. But, it's but if you new. look at it yeah, that way, if you look new. at it that way, yeah. that's just like that guy. I want to talk about the what is that guy? Um, Jim, what's his name? The one Jones. I had, yeah, Jim Jones. Look what he did. Right. He had uh, he had all those people's minds so messed up, and right. that's why I don't go. I don't get that deep into everything that everybody's saying because mm-hmm. look what he did. Yeah. He had everybody's mind so messed up right. that he had them drinking that stuff yeah. and they all died and still what happened? Nothing. Right. You, you killed yourself because of nothing. what one man yeah. said. Everybody gets all hyped because yeah. what man one man said. You don't have to do that. I'm you don't say stay woke. I tell people just pay attention to your surroundings all the time. Pay attention to people. Well, I know I couldn't do it because I wouldn't know. want to go to the store and then every time I oh he ain't got no money. Right. <laughs> they done chip me at the door. Right. That is crazy. So ain't nobody helping. Uh, ain't nobody walking. A little red infrared light come on when you walk in. Like get out. <laughs> <laughs> when you look brows in this store. Look like what uh, Will did online today on his Facebook. Uh, yeah. When you put that thing like you know the lady got online and she had three hundred. I helped him put each one of them back. My cousin had it on his. Before you were watching the arena, I said, Oh, he more saved. I know. I was like, Let me tell you, when I saw it, I already knew. I said, What did he do? He must have helped her put it back or stole it. Right. Right. Stole it. 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 Stole Nathan, you did a, a, a little research study. You have yes, to oh, that. it was really good. I saw this um, posting um, about um, men that will allow their wives to tell them you don't have to work anymore because you know women are becoming more self-sufficient. They're becoming more. They're making more money um, in the world today, and so they were saying as a man. Would you allow your wife to tell you that you don't have to work anymore? You just stay home and take care of the kids, and I got you. First of all, I'm going to ask you guys as women, and then I'm going to tell you some of the things that men said. As women, would you would you stop your, ask your husband to stop working? Oh, as my husband, I was like, because I'm dealing with that now. <laughs> but um, now you want me to go get a job. Um, so would I allow my husband? Yes. Not allow him, would you ask him to? Would I ask him? Mm-hmm. Would I ask him? Because I was holding it down financially. Yes, because you got the money. Well, here, here's the thing. Call me progressive. 
Call me open. Call me whatever you want to call me. You know, just don't call me late. I'm just saying. <laughs> but um, who has the majority of the money and who can support the household should have never gone synonymous with who can dictate the household. Mm-hmm. So if my husband had a desire to not work, then I would say if I could take care of it all, then I would say, all right, man, then you step up. Mm-hmm. But if I have a husband who that is not his strong point mm-hmm. to take care to rear our children, exactly. and if, I shouldn't say anybody because I'm not the best, but anybody can clean a house, <coughs> keep a house, even hire somebody mm-hmm. to keep a house. My mm-hmm. biggest thing about you staying home is can you rear our children? Mm-hmm. Can you can, can you do the part? Because I would be doing that working or not working. Mm-hmm. You know, rearing them, getting them to where they can go. If you feel you can do that, then why not? I don't mm-hmm. care who makes the most money. Yeah, and before Paula answer, I want to just read Coach Ellis. Um, he 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 gave a really good one, and he said, it "Depends on the heart of the request. Right. It only works if she is providing seed for my purpose, dream that has may been delayed as I am trying to provide for my family, for her to reward my diligence with the help t- to pursue." What was beyond my Coach, ability you need to, to make that shorter. That's too much. <laughs> it's fine. I like that. Um, so Why what, did you what, like that? Because what he's saying that if she see him working hard towards a purpose, mm-hmm. and she got, she could say, "Well, boo, won't you do that? I got this." Okay. You know, then he's like, "Okay, I would do it in that essence." But if she's doing it to make him feel. Well, I'm the man, you the wife. Mm-hmm. Right. The coach said, I'm going to get me a job at McDonald's to show her. Probably, <laughs> like, maybe Oprah and Simon. No. Like, when he wants to do certain things and he doesn't necessarily have the backing. Oprah said, does Simon have a job? He well, he's worth 20, I think he's worth, like, 20 some million. Yeah, he's yeah, a, he's he like Les he's Brown. something or something, right? Y'all know when Gladys Knight was. Gladys. Gladys. Yeah. Gladys. <laughs> I just know y'all, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Would you let your husband sit home, Paula? And you take care of him? The only problem I have with that is, um, I mean, I would because I'm really flexible. I'm like, I mean, I'm really flexible. If that's something that you want to do and if I can hold it down for you, I'm going to let you know I'm your ride or die. I'm going to do that. But sometimes it could get a little tricky because once I've done that for you, and you got you got your gold, and you've done what you wanted to do, your desire. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people have a tendency to get brand new and forget what mm-hmm. you have done for them. Mm-hmm. Speak preacher, okay, that's true. And then you once you get what it is that you had, and I held it down for you. I don't care if I make six figures, four figures, three figures. Then you get brand new, get yourself all cleaned up. Then you want to go get to Becky with to the good hair. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. or. You know, uh, right. <laughs> you know, and, and that has happened, you know, and that happens yeah. more times than not. Yeah. So it just depends on the sincerity of the man and do you have an underlying agenda? Yeah. Well, Demarcus Taylor said, I personally experienced this before. It was an epic fail. I ended up in divorce, homeless, with 75 cents in my bank account. Oh, you sound like Tina Turner. Even though <laughs> I experienced this with the wrong woman. I would consider it again if I believe it will will strengthen my marriage. Well, I don't. I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind. I mean, but like you said, with the children, no, I think I want to because we have the nurturing thing. They don't. My my husband really don't have the nurturing bone that I have. Um, but I still let him be the head of household regardless. Mm-hmm. He still can 
do his man thing and be the head of the household, even though I made the most money. And he, but he's, he got to have that type of man. Every he man really don't want to sit yeah. home. My husband, even I said, if I told, I always said, if I win the lottery, would you stay home? He was like, for what? You know, oh, I was playing lottery, but anyway. <laughs> well, my husband yeah, already told me the same thing. He said. He's he just not that type. But I still that wouldn't friends, take that. He, he wants to retire early. I wouldn't take that. And so I wouldn't do it just for spikes. I'm yeah. that kind of want to pray for me. I'm like, do you want to sit home? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, <laughs> you turn it down, job. I, I, I want that. I want that. She got us. I was still. I wouldn't take that from. I think that's where women get it. You know, uh-huh. they think you know, no money, no say, more money, more say. Right. So I wouldn't take that from him. I, still yeah, I don't like it if anyone thinks like yeah. that. Well, there's a but. Go ahead. There's a lot of uh, people that um, men think that way. You right. know, I make the money. I make the most money, so you need to do what it is that I say because, mm. you know, I want to piggyback on what um, Capri said because I am the head of the household. I think that head of the household thing and I am the head um, puts a lot of people on the struggle bus because really, mm. to me, it's a it's a control mechanism Okay, as far mm. as I'm concerned. And um, Depends and, on the That's man. why if it's done you know, wrong, it's, it's a control wrong, mechanism. Yeah. No, it's, it's a definitely control mechanism, especially when Every time, for every five does. minutes, you go into the Bible genuine. and it says, it says right here. That's what somebody don't have the understanding of it. You see what I mean? Yeah. And the thing of it is, it, it, it is. It's a form of controlling your your wife. Well, being a provider yourself, would you stay at home and let someone take care of you? Mm-mm. I've even thought about this next I thing. I've, I dream, I've dreamt about like dating somebody that's like really wealthy and being taken care of. And in reality, I couldn't do it. I could. I, I could, could do that. that. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would go some volunteer work, but yeah, I, I can do that. I can do it. Yeah. I, I, we would have I to either be equal, or I would have to be. I would have to be the provider. Yeah, it's just in my nature year, and I just to want to provide. I sit home. I'm just not that sit home person. I mean, I just sit home though. I did it for a year. It's just driving me crazy. Yeah, because I asked you. You said if you didn't have the work, you would volunteer. Yeah, I would volunteer. I couldn't. And volunteer everybody else. Yes, You have a habit of doing that. You do volunteer. Yes. Yeah. I probably can only sit home. For a week, mm-hmm. if that times. I mean, most people when they used to say, "Okay, well, you know, I want a husband that can take care of me and do everything, and I don't have to do anything." I mean, you you say that until you put in that position. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I, my husband said, "Oh, you don't have to work." Okay, fine, I'll stay at home, you do my business, whatever. And after about six months, it was it was it was terrible. I mean, he was. Doing, he still, I mean, I still don't pay any bills, even though I work now. But I had to get back in that workforce because My that's me. That, that that's me. To her. I can't just. I said, I'm tired of being a rich white woman. I don't go back to work. Exactly. <laughs> My girlfriend said she do her and her husband. I needed course, to go back to they, work. They had money, and he told her the same thing. You don't have to work. Just stay at home. Take yeah. care of the kids. And she did it for a while, but she demanded so much from him that she, then she wanted him to be at the house with her. And to the point that he was like, yeah, it's about time you get you a job. Right? I think my issue yeah. was an empty nester because I, my kids and my last daughter went to college. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, I, I have no reason to be home. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I can think, okay, well, I have no reason to be home. So why am I home? You know, for me, um, I think I was born this way. <laughs> I have never, and I hate to say this because I believe you speak life and death, but I have never been comfortable to commit to any type of job like like a um structured job mm-hmm. i've always had a problem i'm not lazy i don't it's not that i don't believe in working um i think i got this from my daddy um 
I'm not gonna call myself an entrepreneur, but I, I like gonna, the, I was gonna say that. the okay. flexibility of doing whatever it is I need to do, whether it's making money, volunteering mm-hmm. on my own schedule. Doesn't mm-hmm. mean I don't I want to I don't want to be on time. I want to be tardy. Mm-hmm. I've always like it could be the best job in the world. When I was facing Fox, I'm, I was like, oh, any <laughs> <laughs> minute if that day all I had to do was go to a concert, uh-huh. <laughs> you know. So when my husband said, <laughs> when my husband said to me, you know, or maybe I uh, said to him, <laughs> remember that when I got married, I did not want to feel that I had to go yeah. to work, mm-hmm. you know. And he was like, that's cool with me, you mm-hmm. know. You do stuff the right way and it's cool with everything. But anyway, <laughs> so, um, and so it would become less frequent. <laughs> so then it was going to work. It was like me. <laughs> you told me about so, <laughs> I digress. So I feel like staying at home for me. I, I hate it like that's the only way to describe it. I would pref- I would prefer ideal for me when I am married. For my husband to be the one responsible mm-hmm. for, for the everything. bills, yes. that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, and for sustaining our for for, for sustaining our yeah. foundation, okay. I would like to contribute to our savings, that's our right. college that's fund right. for our children, for our retirement. He can do that as well, but I want to I want to supplement in some areas, and I want to carry it in other areas. Exactly. But me not where I want to be able to work something where who I can does help groceries with and food. I have to do groceries. So I got, that's a good question, Will. Can I ask this question? Mm -hmm. So, ladies, do you feel when you're married, should it be 50-50 or there are things that you feel your husband should provide? Okay, let me just, well, I, I, because I give, you know, my husband money, you know, towards the bills and everything like that, but I've always done that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Back in the day when my mom and my dad were married, my mom didn't have to pay anything. Because mm-hmm. my mom, she she didn't work. Then she started working, and then her money was her own. I think the only thing my mom paid was the phone bill because mm-hmm. my dad says she's always on the phone. <laughs> so the thing of it is is that, again, I, I base that on when a woman is not contributing, she becomes controlled by her husband because the first thing he's going to say, which I have witnessed, mm-hmm. too, I girlfriend. pay for everything. You know what I'm saying? I I pay for the bills here, so you need to do this, this, mm-hmm. and this. When I get home, my meals need to be on the table because I take well, care of you and I pay for everything. But I'm just saying, it is still happens today. But society has mm-hmm. changed so much where women are are helping you out. Mm-hmm. So that's why when it comes to I'm I'm the head. No, really, you're not because. I'm helping you. You're not really taking He's care of me. Uh, you're not really taking care of me 100. Yeah. You're not taking care of me 100 because I'm helping you take care of me, you, you the, the help me. You're the help me. Well, you know what? Um, and, huh? Uh, he, he said you're the help me. <laughs> you're the help so, me. So here's, here's the thing. So in Genesis where it says um, the part of. Go to the New Testament. I'm, I'm a connected. I'm a connected. Genesis, the second chapter, mm-hmm. I think around the 18th to the, the 22nd mm-hmm. verse. Preach. It talks about, you know, that out of man, what woman was made mm-hmm. and that, you know, he wasn't complete until she came. Now we, and so, um, and that when they use the word for woman and that she would help him, that she would help, it's the same word that is used in the New Testament for Holy Spirit, comforter. 
that woman will be the comforter. Mm -hmm. And so we know the story of the Holy Spirit that Jesus said, when I go, I go, but I will not leave you without a comforter. Mm -hmm. You will always have someone that can guide you, tell you what you need to do, how you need to do it, and and, and it will be peaceful about oh, it. Oh, that's why y'all so bossy. That's why we so bossy. Okay, there it but, is. But you know the Holy Spirit is a gentleman, so we're not ready. <laughs> Back off, Nate. So, so, so I'm, saying, I'm saying that to say that I think somewhere when the head of household term came up in the IRS, mm -hmm. I think that somehow we transferred that to the word headship. Right. Headship in the Bible says that a husband is the head of the wife the way Christ, Christ is the head, head of the church. church. And if we follow Jesus Christ's ministry, he never abhorred himself over anything right. or anyone. He gave you free will. You know, he gave us free will, but he took yeah. care of the people of God. And so your husband, the word husband Take is a care. planting term. It's yeah, like she need to be taking true. notes. Give Paula some paper. <laughs> yeah, and you're right. You're right. You're right. Well, so see, but I'm, I'm, I have to interject. <laughs> <laughs> she held my hand. <laughs> Y'all can't see it. Making me feel good about her chance. <laughs> <laughs> when they say, <laughs> like when they say, I don't mean no harm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm prepared, Paula. <laughs> yeah. Paula ain't nobody I, over her. Yeah. The thing of it is, Bottom line, case closed to me, is that women are still viewed as second-class citizens, as I far as I'm concerned. concerned. Because, let me tell you one thing I don't like, and I still hear that my dad used to say to my mother, that just makes my skin crawl. Like, she would say something, and he would be like, well, who do you think you're talking to? Mm -hmm. Who are you talking to like mm -hmm. that? I can't really say what I really want to say, but the thing of it is, who are you to tell me or to say to her or to any woman, who are you, what would you say? Like, you now you're intimidating me because you're a man mm -hmm. and I can't say that. But that's different. That's no, that, that is not but, different. No, that I, is no, not I, I, different. I think when you, your mind changes, yes. you call it, it, it like, you know that, that's that that old, that's, so, that's like the Old I'm Testament. Old, still, but that's no, what men back then. I promise you I'm not on, I'm I'm not on both sides of the issue. This is what I believe. What I, I what I what I, I have I can't. what I said about headship, I completely believe it. Mm -hmm. But here is the problem. The problem is that unfortunately, I can't speak for white folk because mm -hmm. I ain't been white ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in our community, more men, it is not a nineteen fifty issue. More men have this same embedded archaic he can be the most progressive man man in any other area and say I believe in this I do that but you do find you'll get married and it don't matter if he make a dollar less than you a dollar more than you he don't even care it helps him if he makes more money but even if he doesn't there are a lot of men who will be like I'm the man who are you talking to I'm supposed mm. to do this mm -hmm. there are and I'm saying this not from Paula's experience mm. not from any research I've done that was the marriage I married him to I didn't even realize my husband I, he, I knew he was old-fashioned, but not that kind of old-fashioned. Because I was like, oh, I like that he old-fashioned. Mm -hmm. But I didn't realize that I married the black Archie Monster. <laughs> you know? And so, and, and, and this man, he is, he, he he could be on other times, people could describe him as being spiritually mature and understanding the word of God and understanding headship and all these things. Mm -hmm. But comes from a standpoint, like you're saying, you know, I'm mad, beat my chest, mm -hmm. and, you know, what I say goes. So. But these are the same men that I'm the head and, you know, so spiritually. He is the head. Go ahead. Okay. But, head you're, the head. Okay. but you're still the one that's giving your wife the horizontal screw. You're still the one that's going out there 
doing things, Who's being the on the Well, never mind. I don't think I need to say that. <laughs> okay. right. Well, well, I don't know. We we wanna, I don't know if you want to transition from into the usher school. Yeah. Yes, because I'm getting all. Well, it's okay. It's okay. I love you. We, as we were talking off air about the usher story, everybody talking about the usher and his issues. It's like, should he just own it and and. Instead of having all these women come out, the I think all the money he's paying is showing him his ownership. And that's yeah, how I'm telling Paul Allen. She was like, "No, he still needs to own it." So he gonna be Does like, "Does he really FEMA. have to say?" It? <laughs> <laughs> he got to set up tent. Everybody need relief. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was funny. Yeah, now, that was a good one. So yeah. now this woman is coming out and saying that she wants twenty million dollars because she's mentally screwed up. This is a separate woman though. This is a separate yeah. woman uh, that she's mentally screwed up for the idea that she can have it. That but she then could now have it. Because she could because she slept with him. But now she just went back to the doctor and, and got, got her test and, and she tried is. it. So now she wants forty million dollars. Yeah. Well I have I really have something to say about this and you all spoke offline and I wasn't here so yeah, I we did. I'm gonna say this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so first the thing, and if she can find me, she can sue me because all I have is 75 cents. <laughs> first of all, how many Negroes you done slept with? Okay. You might as well call everybody. Yeah. So this is what I want to say to her. I don't care if she slept with everybody or Usher was the first one. She's not She's not 12, she's not 13, she's not 14. You had unprotected sex with him, mm-hmm. okay? And let's understand herpes. First of all, I believe, don't quote me because I, I'm, I don't have herpes, but <laughs> I believe you can only get it during the outbreak time. yeah. Okay, and you increase the risk of doing that outbreak if you have unprotected sex. Now, I could use my spiritual, or not spiritual, I can use my other imagination as to where it was unprotected. But the point that I'm making is you want to sue somebody for 40 million, 20 million dollars because you also were irresponsible. Exactly. I'm not exactly. taking Usher off the table for not saying exactly. hey, before it. I do what I gotta do. Ooh. I got a little hurt. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying that Usher shouldn't have said that. I just may make it, it burn. Because <laughs> heard, you heard my song on Confessions too. You but know? I think, would, she, would you think she would still have done it because he's Usher? Yes, she yes, would have. She would have. Yes, she she would have. She would have done it. And then the, the story about the first girl I don't know how true this is. Mm. When it first came out, she said she saw a mysterious color liquid coming yeah, from green. this person, green, and said, Whoa, what's that? I flashed nothing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <that's so cute." laughs> on your way out. On my way out. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't care Well, no, it was just saying that she was saying that that they had hooked up and they just did the first time they did heavy petting, kissing, and oral sex. And heavy. then she said, Which is what she heavy petting. Don't mm-hmm. nobody put no. And then she said they eventually had intercourse, but Usher wore a condom. However, 12 days later, they hooked up again in New Orleans and he did not wear a condom. Now, mind you, this is April 16th. He's already married. Right. So you're also cheating on top of that. Okay. See what I was saying earlier. That's, so, what, I, that's, that's what, I was, exactly. just what I was saying earlier. But the thing of it is. So she led herself into temptation. Right. And the but thing, now she wants us to deliver her from Right. <laughs> but then point. But why, but why put all your business out in the street like that in Usher? You understand what I'm saying? Because the thing of it is he has children. And you did what you did. 
you're you're a responsible yes. adult, right? If you want to get some coins from them, just go get the money and just like put the disclosures thing. But now everybody's coming out. That's why I have our. And his wife said, now, "Oh, wait a minute, now. this is before me." And her I'm good. She said she good. She said she good. She got Tamika, it. Tamika no. said she good. She Tamika ain't got nothing. Yeah, his ex-wife, she went on to say, wait a minute. That's right, hold on. You know, there's a lot of stuff with Usher and me, but that ain't one of them. We share a lot, but the herp ain't it. But how do you think he feels about that? I think you he know, feels embarrassed. embarrassed. I think, but it's so, it should be sobering. You know what? I'm tired of people wanting to have pity and want other people to pay for your callous, your callousness and your carelessness. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to be out there and, and have fun Bedroom fun, we'll call it, with everybody and their mama. Do it, but do it responsibly. Exactly. Whatever happened to being responsible? Mm-hmm. And you know you have herpes. Us, you know, because of the, because this is what I've read. Cause everybody talk about it, we had to read about it. Your first outbreak is like death. It's the worst. Oh, really? After that, it's, it's never as bad as the first outbreak. Wow. So, you know he knew he had it. Because he had but to he have it in his it. first outbreak. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay? yeah, he knew he had it. So he knew. He so why would you ever, whether you decided to ever tell anyone you had it, why would you ever willingly have unprotected sex mm-hmm. right. with someone when you knew that you had it? Mm-hmm. Here you go. Whoever this person is going. Wow. Yeah, You're right. So this is actually Good conversation, y'all. Yes, we're going to come back to some other talk later. But then it's, it's we, have so our, we have our guest. She is someone who I, I carefully chose for this final show for the season, um, Dr. Virginia LeBlanc. She is a highly sought-after, multidisciplinary expert and scholar. Um, she has a new book out. And her new book, Love the Skin You're In, mm-hmm. How to Conquer Life Through Divergent Thinking, she is written to encourage and empower all those seeking their place, trying to connect the dots and fulfill their purpose in life. So please help me welcome to the show Miss Doc, well, Doctor, Dr. Virginia LeBlanc. <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you so yo, much. Yo, 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 Good yo, yo. evening, everyone. Yo. How, how are you doing? I am blessed and highly favored this evening. Thank that's, you so much. That's good. I know I was bothering you. I, is that your manager, your publicist? I was just like, is she going to be there? Is she going to be there? <laughs> yes, I was excited I to was, have you on the show. Absolutely. I would not have missed it for the world. Yes. You're, you're, you're coming in a little bit low. Can you yeah. hear me now? Yeah. Yes. We got you. We got you. We got you. Okay. Thank you. All right, guys. So I, I just I gave like her. I gave everybody a little peek of who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, a little bit. Okay, let me try to uh, sum this up. Uh, I'm originally from the great state of Texas. Okay. <laughs> and uh, from the southeast coast area known as Victoria, Texas. And uh, I did my undergraduate work. I started off at Baylor University, ended up finishing up at uh, what was then Southwest Texas State University in San Marcos. Mm-hmm. And then I ventured off to Indiana, to Indiana University for graduate school. And um, I pursued a degree in music, music performance, vocal performance, education, parade in different areas. And uh, during my time there, I actually encountered uh, several of my mentors who kind of put me on the path. Um, At the time, the headquarters of the National Panhellenic Council was headquartered there. And the then executive, executive director was also a professor of music education there, okay. which was my educational background. So uh, that's how I ended up working at the headquarters um, as an assistant, quickly advanced when he retired, became the executive director, and stayed around there for a while, decided to start my doctorate, and life held me there a little longer. I uh, ended up becoming the director of a highly... Um, 
highly sought after um, scholarship program for underrepresented students and uh, high achieving students there at the University of the Hudson and Holland Scholars Program. Helped to develop that, take that to another level, and then felt a calling onto entrepreneurial pursuits wow. and moved out to the East Coast, to Washington, D.C. So that's where I am now. Okay. I um, have, uh, as you can tell, been in a lot of different industries yes. and uh, a lot of different adventures and kind of given r- rise to my book. So. Okay. And you're a member of Delta Sigma Theta, right? I am. I am a Diamond Life member of the devastating Deltas. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely am. Yes. yes. All right. Very well, proud. Well, hello, Dr. LeBlanc. This is Caprice. How are you? Hi, Caprice. I'm well, thanks. I see your book is Love the Skin You're In. Can you give us a quick synopsis about it? Absolutely. Uh, basically, I've captured this book. It, I call it my autobiographical love letter to society. Mm-hmm. about the loss, suppression, and rediscovery of individuality as well as the ability to redefine yourself. Mm-hmm. So I basically track watershed moments in my life from childhood to the present in which um, these moments help to shape kind of the thought, my thinking, um, my ability to rediscover who I was and appreciate myself. You know, I talk in the book about adjusting your crown and you see that in my logo. And it's about getting your mind right, getting your thinking right. Mm -hmm. And it's commentary on the social conditioning of life that we fall into without even knowing that we're falling into it, being cognizant of it, and how that tends to affect us. And and honestly, derail our path sometimes until we become aware of it and really start to seek our purpose by connecting the dots in life and and finding our purpose and understanding who we are Mm and our self-worth. So that's the basic so is Now, is this book, because I was reading it, and I, I guess it was this description that you had, that it's primarily geared towards women? Why is that? I don't understand. No, it, no it's not primarily geared toward women. Um, that's, uh, I think I did an interview earlier this year uh, after the Women's March, okay. and I think people kind of latched onto it in, in that respect. Oh, know, okay. The book is is for the masses. Okay. Um, you know, and I talk about this in my uh, in my preface. You know, for anyone who is reading this book, I mean, you will find, you know, at that point in time, wherever you're reading, something to latch on to that you can identify with in your life. So it's not just for women, okay. but, you know, of course, me coming from a woman's perspective, exactly. there are messages, uh, very clear and direct messages about um, women and womanhood and the things that we face. Also, you know, being African-American female, you know, there are things I do talk about race, right. but it's not solely geared toward um, male, female, you know, black, white, what have you. It's for the masses. It's meant for the masses, and it's meant to bring people together and to heal, to heal them internally. I talk about learning to love from the inside out also in the book. So that applies to everyone. That's wonderful. Right. Dr. LeBlanc, this is Nate. How are you doing? Hi, Nate. I'm well. And yourself? I'm really good. So, quick question. What led you to this specialty of empowerment and life transformation strategies? Like, what is your passion? What does your passion come from? You know, it was something I discovered as I just started moving through life. And, and you know, when I in the book, I talk a lot about connecting the dots. And it wasn't even a conscious thing that happened in my life. I just started kind of putting it together. 
I found myself, for instance, I mentioned that I ended up uh, becoming the director of the Hudson and Allen Scholars Program at Indiana University. Well, prior to that, and working with the National Panhellenic Council, I started to discover a theme in which I was placed in situations and positions in which I was rebuilding organizations and I was putting you know, processes in place. I was uh, developing programs to help develop other people and to empower people along their path. And then, you know, when I uh, decided to leave the university and pursue my own uh, businesses, you know, that's what they were geared toward, you know, educational consulting and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, career empowerment and what have you. And so a light bulb went off, honestly, when I um, came to, to the D.C. area and I started thinking about this, you know, because as you, as you move through life, you know, we're always, you know, it's a thought in everyone's head at some point in time, you know, what is my purpose? Why am I here? Mm -hmm. And oftentimes... We never, we never move past that thought. But, you know, as I started thinking about it more and more, that light bulb went off, and I realized, hmm, okay, yeah. all of this falls. And, you know, I've been helping people to improve their life. You know, I've been placed in positions and situations of influence, and the reason people are placed in those positions in life is not for themselves. It's for the empowerment and betterment of others. So that's when the light bulb went off. Awesome, awesome. Uh, good evening, Dr. LeBlanc. I see that you are well, so we have asked you several times. Um, <laughs> I am Rhonda Arrington, and it's a pleasure, um, seriously, an honor to speak with you. And so one of the things that seems to be a central concept in your book is divergent thinking. And I yes. would like for you to just express a little to our viewers, I'm sorry, our listeners, to what divergent thinking is. Because I'm thinking that divergent, I'm thinking about developing something that's continuously mm -hmm. being different. So what, what does divergent thinking mean? So divergent thinking, and let me give you a little background as to how I started putting this together as well. When people would look at my resume, one of the first questions they would do, they, um, they would ask me, what do you do? Right. <laughs> because it's so diverse and people are not used to seeing that and honestly at first it used to offend me you know because I'm thinking oh well I'm doing something wrong or I'm not focused or it's something wrong with me and then I realized after I adjusted my crown that there was nothing wrong with me you know all of these experiences were put into place and put in my life for a purpose Right. And I started piecing together divergent thinking. And it's funny, and you guys are going to laugh at me, because the light bulb went off on this one because of Veronica Ross' Divergent series. Oh. I was thinking of that. I was. That I was out. thinking about that series. And that's exactly when it went off. Because what I realized is, so divergent thinking, let me backtrack a little bit. So basically for me, divergent thinking, the way I've been able to move from um, this field to that field and be successful is as a result of transferable skills. Mm -hmm. And we don't talk about transferable skills enough. You know, the educational system, and, you know, I'm a proponent of it, you know, so I'm not knocking it, but we tend to get locked into I'm this major, I'm that major, mm -hmm. this is what I'm studying, mm -hmm. I'm left brain, I'm right brain. And I refuse to be locked in a box. So I talk about in the book, you know, I'm not in the box. I'm not out of the box. I suggest blow the box up. Mm. Come on, you man. know, why even have a box? Exactly. So divergent thinking is about wow. 
developing both halves of your brain so that you can have a 360 degree exactly. uh, total recall at will. Whatever situation you're in, you can figure it out. You know, whether you go over, under, through it, whatever, mm -hmm. blow it up, you can figure out how to problem solve, you know, how to infer, have deductive reasoning, et cetera, to solve any problem and to not be stumped when you come to an obstacle in the road. Exactly. You know, That's so good. it's 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 a whole fight or flight concept, honestly. And you're always in a fight position and mode. And that's that really good, Doctor LeBlanc, because I think I think all college students, even high school students, I think everybody should have transferable skills, um, and not be so stuck on just a, a major, yeah, yeah, um, or graduating college with just a specific major, but having those Absolutely. these transferable skills that you mentioned, um, I think your your book Absolutely. should be college read. Oh. Well, thank you, and I. <laughs> certainly hope <laughs> that it heads in that direction because you know honestly the, the one of the reasons so um, all of the students um, who were high achieving underrepresented students in the state of Indiana the reason they were trying to get into the Hudson and Holland scholars program was because we developed a holistic development program it wasn't we didn't just throw money at you and say hey go swim and you know fend for yourself we put a um, academic, personal, and professional development model in place that helped these students excel, that helped to round them holistically with requirements that afforded them those opportunities. And those students are just, I tell you, everyone that comes out of there is just something to be, you know, someone to be reckoned with and just excel in life. Hi, Dr. LeBlanc, how are you? Hey, hey, this is Paula. Blessed. Thank you. <laughs> and I, one of the questions I have for you is, what are your key ingredients to conquering life? Yes. Help us out, Doc. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I want to add <laughs> something to that, Dr. LeBlanc. Not just conquering life, uh -huh. but conquering your purpose in life. Oh. But how do you know? Well, I'm going to add something else. Okay. How do you know, which is the million-dollar question, what your purpose is, really? Because nobody can figure that out. You know... And a, a lot of times we encounter it. Like I gave you the example of how I kept having these experiences. Right. They were in different fields, mm -hmm. and I did not recognize them for what they were because I was getting caught up in society's perception of what I should have been doing because I was a music major or what friends were saying or doing because they were out there making it happen. And, you know, and I had life happen to me, and I had to chart another course mm -hmm. and find what else I was passionate about. And that's what, you know, I, I help the students in that program do. You know, you come up with a plan A, B, and C, but you have to remain flexible. Mm -hmm. And you have to recognize those watershed moments, those key uh, points in life in which light bulbs go off. Exactly. Right? And then you start to figure things out by recalling those things and saying, hey, how does this fit with that? Mm. You know, again, going back to those transferable skills. Yeah, and exactly. does that fit with that? Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't, you know, discard that, put that to the side, you know, don't forget about it because you, you have to recall that mm. in the situation later in life. But start putting the puzzle together. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like, life is like a puzzle, you know. 
like a puzzle. It's like a boxing ring. You know, you see my cover where you're in, I'm in the boxing ring. You see the three different pictures of me. One is as a performing artist. One is as a businesswoman. One is as a professor. You know, you just keep redefining yourself. And it's okay to do that until one day you connect the dots. Exactly. And the light bulb goes off. And it will be, and I, I used to not believe this, because people would say all the time, oh, you'll know. Or, you know, like, like when you find that significant other, you know, that husband or wife or what have you, people say, you'll know. I'm still searching for that one. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they say, you will know. Mm-hmm. And that's how my purpose was. You know, I, I didn't allow myself to discour- get discouraged. And one thing I always talk about is to never look back, just keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. There, are, there are no mistakes unless you don't learn the lesson and apply it to life. You know, there are only maybe missteps. And you can always correct a misstep. Mm-hmm. So basically, I started working on some of the key um, things I talk about in my book. And I don't like to give a one, two, three. Let me just give that disclaimer because I think one, two, threes are part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to do Steps. the same thing, and everybody is different. Mm-hmm. And you have to shape your path, your journey, according to you exactly. and your purpose. And right. no one's purpose is the same. Right. You might right. be in the same, along the same concept or what have you, but even in that, it's going to be different. So, you know, I talk about just um, uh, tuning into your channel, you know, um, thinking without that box, you know, mm-hmm. you know, blow the box up and connect the dots. And, you know, people always talk about, well, how do you balance? You know, balance is an aspect of it. Well, I kind of give a, a concept in the book that um, is contrary to balance a bit. I talk about managing your reality. There is no such thing as balance when it comes to life. You know, you have to identify your scope of priority. You have to then manage your reality by time, energy, and focus. Mm-hmm. You know, you give a percentage of time to the most important thing, you know, and less to the, and then they may flip-flop in life. But it's, it's difficult to say, I'm going to give 50% to this and 50% to that, because you may be giving more time to this right. when it doesn't require that. Mm-hmm. So I talk about that, and then I also talk about just, um, you know, the realization of, Stepping out of denial, you know, uh, the chapter eight is love, loss, heartache, and heartbreak. Mm-hmm. You know, dealing with the real and not running from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a relationship that, you know, it it ended. I was devastated that it ended, mm. but to this day, I thank that man yes. because there was a purpose, purpose in my life. It's a reason, a season, a lifetime. He was not a lifetime. He was a reason and a season. Mm-hmm. You know, and we were yeah. both that for each other. Uh-huh. And actually, he was the one. Had he not stepped out of my life, this book would not exist. My love. I tell you, dog, no, I, I was next. Thank you. That's an inside joke. But, um, <laughs> Dr. LeBond, I want to ask your advice on something. So, so yeah. what advice would you give someone? This is, this is really personal to me. We've had this conversation. So what, what, what advice or what would you tell someone who was down, basically at a, at a, at a crossroads of, you know, feeling discontent where they are, um, not really knowing which way they want to go, and pretty much feeling almost like, a, what's another word other than failure? 
other than Phil. You're not not an outcast. I'm, I'm just at the place, okay, where I've done something for so many years. It was very well at it. Um, and there, then it came to a crossroads where I just felt like I was, I was being led to do something else. Um, mm-hmm. Went back to school, finished my undergrad, starting graduate school next month. And I'm just feeling like I'm stuck. And it's to a point where I was telling Paul on the way over here, I feel like it's causing a lot of stress on my body because I have extreme highs and extreme lows. Today I was having mm-hmm. extreme lows because I just feel like I'm needlessly wandering, wasting time, not knowing what mm-hmm. else I'll be doing. That million-dollar question, like, am I following my purpose? Um, One thing that I do like... I'm, and I'm going to ask Dr. LeBlanc. I know, but I just want to say something that Dr. LeBlanc has already said that it's just... It has been so profound with me that it's, it speaks to you too. Is all, everything that you have is transferable skills? Yes. Mm. That saved my life today, yes. Doctor LeBlanc. Okay, well, I'd like you to answer my question. Because <laughs> <laughs> he got all the answers. I can't. I know I can't. I can't. So, what so, would you say? So, so this is honestly a part of the adjust my crown concept okay. or adjust your crown. Mm-hmm. So the mind plays tricks on us. Mm-hmm. Okay. We know that. Mm-hmm. So in the book, I talk about um, captain and crew concept concept that one of my mentors, Jerry Roberts um, taught teaches. So basically you have to realize you will not be able to move forward succeed at anything if your thinking is not right. Mm, And this is actually another part of the divergent thinking concept as far as when you break it down from this aspect. So if your conscious mind, if in your conscious mind you are constantly thinking, I will not succeed or I'm stuck, and we all get stuck. So this is is no, um, uh, you know, not a dig at you in any way, shape, or form or anyone who gets stuck. You know, because... Getting stuck, depression, all that stuff is real. Mm-hmm. And you have to find, a, you know, dig down deep and start to train your mind so that your conscious mind gives your subconscious mind the right messages. Because think about this. So, you know, uh, think of the Navy, for instance, or mm-hmm. a boat. Okay, you have the captain, you have the crew. Mm-hmm. So if the, cap- the captain is giving the orders, the crew does what the captain says and falls in line. The captain can go to sleep, and the crew is still manning the ship and running the boat. Right. If you're, the, the conscious mind is the captain, the subconscious mind is the crew. Okay. If the captain is feeding the crew the wrong coordinates, and you are heading straight for an iceberg, mm-hmm. you are going to hit the iceberg. Exactly. So if you start, this um, an exercise that, that I do, and actually I was working with actually my goddaughter recently with, uh, on this. So if you start training your mind, just write. Take, there's studies that say 90 days. You, if, for 90 days, every day, you repeat positive affirmations mm, to yourself. Okay. For 90 days, you can undo a habit. If you do anything, if you want to undo anything, find the opposite thing, the positive thing. Do it for 90 days straight, mm-hmm. and you can break the habit. So, for instance, you know, she's a young lady. She's going into her senior year of high school. Phenomenal woman, well-rounded. Give Savannah Johnson a shout-out in mm-hmm. Chicago. <laughs> right, Savannah. Hey, girl. <laughs> and 
and she's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. She has a 4.8 GPA. Wow. She's an awesome basketball player. Just showed out here in D.C. in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, U.S. Uh, Junior Nationals, and you know she's a singer, but she's having performance anxiety. Okay. And it's something I can identify with. And it's something that it sounds like you may be having for one reason or another. Mm-hmm. And that gets in the place of us exhaling okay. and just saying, okay, okay, I am beautiful. Mm-hmm. I am strong. I can. I am good enough. This. I will get this. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am good enough. Because society is always in the background conditioning us to think Otherwise, mm-hmm. whether we're men, women, boy, girl, mm-hmm. you know, there's always a message that society has given in which we don't measure up. No one can be 100% perfect, even those who think they are. Right. You know, okay. no one is 100% perfect. So what I would recommend you do is just keep moving forward. When you catch yourself, give your friends permission to, you know, to ding you. Maybe give them a dollar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every time you say something do negative about yourself. Okay, or, you know. can I interject right here? I He Absolutely. has given me permission to do that. But Good. when, but when okay. I do it, he rebukes this what I... No, He does not adhere to what, to what I say. Because... Uh, she has credentials. Let me hear her credentials. She has credentials. Uh, I, I just wanted to interject. I mean, I got credentials too. But go ahead. I was, I was about to say, that's valuable information. Yes, she needed to know that. that, Yes, and that speaks to the whole just denial. Okay. You know, (laughs) and denial is not, it's not a bad word. Mm -hmm. It's real. It's reality because we all go through it. And most of us don't even know when we're in denial. You know, that's just a part of life. But if we're going to give people permission to be our accountability partner, mm-hmm. yeah. then we have to honor that relationship and understand where they're coming from. Exactly. If you trust them enough to do that, if they tell you something, you really need to take it to heart. Mm-hmm. But it's fear. It's fear that won't allow you to do it. And you have, it's fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, and that's one of my quotes in the book. You know, our, the, the thing that keeps most of us from being our best selves, from achieving our every goal, is fear. Fear, the fear of failure. So if we were able to overcome that fear, turn that fear into a strength, then we could achieve whatever we believe. And I know that sounds a bit cliche, but it's true. Yeah, no, I understand that. You know, that is true because um, when I um, I see a therapist as well, I'm very transparent, and I'm really excited about seeing. Um, this I'm therapist. excited about you seeing this therapist myself. <laughs> well, you know, it it. Just to jump on that real quick before I forget this, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Particularly in ethnic communities, we tend to think there's something wrong with that. Exactly. Right. And that is that is the farthest, you know, that is so untrue. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I just had to throw that No, out. no, I, I was just going <laughs> to, I was disagreeing with you is that, you know, and what the therapist was telling me is that we were talking about fear. And why I won't do this and why I won't emerge in certain things because the mm-hmm. fear of not my for my well it is for myself but for other people disappointing other people mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. hindering me hindering me from doing what it is that I want to do and another thing mm-hmm. that I wanted to ask is that um, and I talked to my therapist about this as well 
is that there's mm-hmm. more women women at 40 and above that are starting to really emerge and that's when they're finding themselves right mm-hmm. and i i'm finding that to be so true and it's like an it unstoppable is. feeling yes it is so true you know and it's I, i'm glad you brought up that whole um, quote unquote disappointing others because that's very real and that is what drives that whole social conditioning you know whether it's a feeling of oh i want to belong you know, to this group or, you know, and I'll just use an example. You know, when I was pledging Delta, you know, everybody was kind of looking at, oh, I want to join this sorority because, you know, because of X, Y, Z. It was never, I want to join this sorority because of what I can bring to the table, you know, my words. You know, it's the people that make the organization. The organization does not make the people. But that whole um, conditioning around those um, decisions and processes drove that sort of thinking. So, you know, when you're in relationships or you have a family or, you know, other obligations, you know, particularly women, you know, we're, we're nurturers. Um, you know, we're, we, we're very selfless. We have to give of ourselves. And, and that's just a part of, of who we are and what we do. So a lot of times we tend to give up our dreams, you know, our life, you know, for other people. But there's nothing wrong with, you know, having a family, having a career, you know, doing whatever you want to do. It, it goes back to that manager reality. Mm-hmm. You, Dr. Dr. LeBlanc, you said some mm-hmm. really, really great nuggets that I know um, all of us are going to walk away with yes. today. Um, mine, um, like um, what Nate was saying will be transferable skills and I'm mm-hmm. going to run with managing your reality. Um, I'm going mm-hmm. to, I'm going to give you credit for it three times. And after that, I'm going to say, <laughs> <a lot>. and <laughs> for all of our listeners, uh, what can they do to find out more about your book and the worldwide de- um, defining paths movement? Absolutely. So they can go to my website, it is www.definingpaths, with an S, dot info, I-N-F-O. And you can find out everything, um, you know, about me, about um, the movement. Uh, there is literally a tab that says the movement. And um, about the book, you can pre-order the book right now at lovetheskinyourein.club, C-L-U-B. Um, and that is, as you can link from the Defining Paths website, it should be out the beginning of September. Okay. We're looking to do the D.C. launch in September, mid-September. Okay. And um, the movement in general will be a movement that we're hoping to bring to um, organizations, to communities, to um, businesses even, and bringing people together in this movement to help them learn how to love from the inside out. So there will even be... Um, uh, like modules and studies, the book will kind of also be integrated into um, uh, these. We call them hashtag the love club. So you might have okay. seen that out there in social media somewhere. <laughs> um, but uh, we're we're moving this thing. We need to bring love and healing to this country, exactly. to the world. Yes. And uh, you know, we're just looking for also facilitators. If you're interested in facilitating these um, uh, a cluster in your community, you can find out information online at defining paths as well dot info. Awesome. 
and link to all my social media there as well. That sounds great. You're going to have to let us know about the launch party because we're not too far right. from D.C. Yeah, exactly. so we could come I, down. I, I was thinking about that. I would absolutely love that. Dr. Right LeBlanc, now, I just want you to call me every morning. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to go to the launch party. He, he wants a daily call. <laughs> Pray for me. Yeah. Yeah. Put him on your prayer yeah. list. Yeah. Wait, well, may, we, we might have to follow up on that. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you so much for coming on the show and talking yeah. about your book. I can't wait to read. I thought I was going to be able to order it tonight, but I'll, I'll be patient and I'll wait. But we're going to have to watch party if we go. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. And yes, my apologies. Is not out. Actually, we were shooting to have it out by this uh, by this interview. Um, but, you know, life happens. Yes, it does. It yes, it does. Me. So, so well, that's yeah. good. So thank you guys so much for having thank me on. You. This has been a blast. Thank you. You're welcome. You. You're welcome. Have a good evening. Thank yeah. you so much. You all as well. Bye-bye. I actually love that. I can't, yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like great you said, you don't have to be stuck in one thing. Because sometimes yeah. it's like, okay, exactly. I did this, but I really want to do this, but people are going to know me for this. Do I really know? I feel like I she was speaking my life. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm going to stay home now. I'm going oh to run. Right. I'm going to work on all this plan. I know. Right. I was kind of sad because I said, I don't have no transferable <laughs> yes, you uh, skills. After you did all that scribbling on that paper. Because I was trying Which to figure it out. I said, well, I really transfer. Well, you could be his class. I got some skills that would. I got some skills. No, no, no. Man, man. Maybe okay, I am. Okay, I have, okay, you got what? I have a question for y'all. Okay, so you know, as a child growing up, you know, you're told something by your parents, you have to do it. Uh-huh. But as an adult, you really have a choice. How do you guys tell your parents no? Like this. No. <laughs> But you know what? I have a hard time telling adults? my mama no. And you know what? As I your don't do? How do you tell your parents? I just no. don't answer the phone when she calls. Oh you avoid God. her? I do. Y'all know that that is so wrong. And can I add childish? <laughs> <laughs> that is the worst. I, I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't tell I do. my mom no. You don't. Hey, is it because no. why? Because that's my mom. I'm not going to tell her no. If she tells me that she wants me to do something, I'm going to do it. Now, let me tell you something. That little, um, I was getting ready to say, <laughs> that little daughter of mine, Sierra, she does not have any problems telling me no. I was like, Sierra, <laughs> I wanted you to, I wanted her to go with me to Ross. No, I don't want to go. I'm like, why don't you want to go? I got a headache. I'm like, are you serious right now? Oh, I'm like, right. 23. I said, oh. did you work today? Then she got mad because she's like, what is work? No, I didn't, but. I said, well, did you take any medicine for your headache? <laughs> <laughs> no. But she was up at 5 o'clock in the morning watching Game of Thrones. I'm like, are you serious exactly. right now? Exactly. And then, right. Exactly. And then this is my life right. now. So a child shouldn't tell the parent no? Well, then, okay, well, let me just tell you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Rhonda. So right. then she works at Old Navy. So I said, Sarah, Sierra, I want you to take me to Old Navy because I want to get this little black dress. Uh-huh. She's like, told me, I said, I was at the shop. I said, I'll be home at 830. Just make sure that you're home at 830. So, she's 23, right? Right. Just to make sure you're so, Right, ahead. she's 23. Uh-huh. So I get home, this chick ain't home. <laughs> so I was like, she going to tell me now that, well, I, you know, I had things to do, da-da-da-da-da-da. I said, okay, cool. So she sends me a text and says, I was out. Well, what time are you going to be home? First she asked me for some ice cream. Can I get her some ice cream? <laughs> I was like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so then she says, oh, Mom, I need to... Um, can I use the car to bring Lydia home? Oh, so no, she can't I said, no. so um, you need to call her dad to have her come get it. Well, it's really late, da-da-da. So I was like, uh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> 
When I go to the yeah. Tip for tip. Yeah. But that's different. When you snow yet, you still need that foot. Then you need to be, hello, ma. You're not helping me with the issue. I, I think. I think it depends on the relationship you have with the parents. Exactly. With my father, until he got sick, and this is horrible. When he got sick, I had no problem with no. Before mm-hmm. he was sick, I did. Because, you know, I'm like, come on, daddy. You know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. This is my first year of marriage. Mm-hmm. You kind of asking a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, and I, but what I would say to him, because it's not an oblig, it's not really an oblig, it was not an obligation with my daddy because I loved him so much. Mm-hmm. But at times, it became a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And so I just had to say, um, if you need something between this time, I may not be unav- I may not be available. Like three o'clock in the morning, uh, you think you can run me to the store? I can't. I don't even know what you need at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so, but with my mother, our relationship was nothing like hers, my father's. So I have no problem telling her no. But but I don't tell her no on a regular basis mm-hmm. because here's here's the thing. <laughs> I feel like today is the day I say I'm most saved. <laughs> I try to honor my parents. Exactly. No matter what the relationship is. I'm I'm not going to allow anyone, because as an adult now, I do have the freedom mm-hmm. to not put myself in things where I don't want yeah, to be exactly. in. But I want to honor her. You know, she's going to the doctor to go pick out a pair of glasses, and she wants me to accompany her. Then I'm going to go. And my mind, I'm going to think, you don't need, you know, or she needs someone. No, I'm sorry. If she needs somebody to help her pick out glasses, I may not go. If she's going to get her eyes checked out, I will go. You know, if it, it just depends on me what's going on. You know, she wants to get automatic bill set up and said, this is the number they told oh me to call God. and do all of this. This is the number they told you. And my, y'all seen that thing on Facebook where you see the text and then they keep erasing it? Uh-huh. What I'm saying to her, is something wrong with your mouth? <laughs> you can't call them? Just give me the number, sis. I'll call them for yes. you. You know, so I don't have a problem saying no, but it's but it's very... I'm, I'm thinking about Sierra. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say no I think when I was younger, I probably got excited about the no because I heard no so much. So my daughter will probably be Sierra. You know, if I ask her stuff, she's probably going to be like, no, no. But I doubted that she had a mother that told her no every time she turned around. You weren't that mother, no, were you, Paula? I, I know you weren't. But Yes, she was. I think that we should be, feel okay to exactly. say no. Um, you can't second it when you don't say nothing. my mama always calling me, asking me for... Can you give my church some money? Can my church get an egg? Can well, you need church... to find creative ways to say, Mama. I did. I told her, go to another church that's financially stable. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. And you did. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't have a problem saying no to Mama, but I'm not going to say it all. Right. My okay. mom don't really, she don't really ask for much. Um, I want her to ask. If she has to go to the doctor and stuff, I go, um, I don't think my problem with my mom is, is my mom is very, we, we all in church, you know, she, and, and she just, she can't keep it to mother. She can keep it to conversation, hi, my and she goes right into speaking in tongues, and right now I'm like, ma, Ooh. that's not why I called you. Uh-huh. I get a I, mother hey. answer and not a spiritual She the, she the mother of the church. Yeah. She, she like, got always, he coming to yellow hot. And I'm like, no, it's good advice, but it's like, can I, I just want to get your answer. Yeah. Do I got to get that answer all the time, so I sometimes I don't answer she the phone because I, I know I can't ask her because right. I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get the answer I want. I'm gonna get the answer with a whole scripture behind it. Yeah. Right, and, and she can't separate. Yeah. And well, you separate. also have to think though when you're asking a She's parent. Seventy three. So. Well, if, so is my mom. Oh, um, but you know, 
her scriptures um and then you know smith and weapon but um if you're having problems with a parent the advice that i always give my siblings it doesn't matter because life is full circle mm-hmm. you know we start life in exactly. pampers and we end in that mm-hmm. but don't talk to your your Remember that they're still adults. Exactly. Respect them. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you have to say yes, no, or I don't know, I'll get back to you or go to another church. Whatever you have to tell them, just be mindful that they are an adult and respect them. I don't care if they've ever given you respect. Just yeah. respect yeah, them and talk to them like they were an adult. Okay, well, Will. Will what? What's the You asked the question for a reason. Oh, I just wanted your answers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure this thing out. My mama like but, Me and my mom, we're too much like, we end up arguing. Answer. We All the time. Argue. We end up when it gets, because my mom is like me. I'm they are just not, alike. And my mom can be very controlling. Still at my age, she will still come in and try to tell me what I need to do. <laughs> but and you know what? I'm no, the type of person. No, if I don't want to do it, me and my brother both yeah. will tell you we're not doing it. And <laughs> and it'll be my a couple weeks. <laughs> See, I, my mom and I are like best friends. I uh-huh. tell my but, mom almost but no, they're really very good. Friend, yeah. They have a really great But when it gets there, it's I there. I think it's just because they are so much alike. Um, but I believe that um, um, oh, I'm old. I lost my train of thought. From before. Well, I do. I believe that sometimes when your mom... Sometimes parents, once we get grown, they lose that sense that we need them. So they oh, try yeah. to come up with stuff for us to do. Mm-hmm. Can you call me later and tell me? Well, let me tell you how I get my mama. Cause my mama like to call me early in the morning and say, are you asleep? What? Yeah. <laughs> so I call her late in the evening <laughs> right? when I know she's asleep. So you in that tip of tap with Paula. Nate, 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 go ahead. What's the next question? Uh, 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 well, I went, today, you know, Trump, your president, had... Um, Who? 45. 45. 45. He made a decision um, that he decided to undo what President Obama, um, the policy that he instated last year, which was to allow transgender oh, yeah, to serve in the military. So he's going to go and he said, decided that he's going to bar, again, transgender individuals from serving in any capacity in the U.S. Army. And this is going to affect um, between 1,300 and 16,000 members who already are in the um, armed services who are transgender. Well, look at the employment rate. It just went up. The unemployment. Now you get a job. Okay, that's but right. is he re- I, I think that, uh, his only purpose in life is to undo, undo everything. everything Obama right, did right. because... Obama did a great job. Yeah, not just Obama. His thing is to undo everything a black person. Okay, y'all better wake up. (laughs) Stay woke. Y'all better stay woke. That's what they stay conscious. Is that the new? Stay woke. woke. We still stay woke. I didn't know the verb. Here's here's my my thing about the whole transgender thing. Mm -hmm. Um, My sister and I were talking about this this morning. Um, and every president not supporting forty five is going to do something that's going to be controversial and it's going to piss off some group. When President Obama said, forget it, I'm tired of all of this, it depends on the state, I'm putting my foot down. If you want to get married to somebody, I don't care if you're gay, straight, whatever, you're going to do it. You know that pissed off evangelical Christians all over the world. You know that pissed off traditional people and whatever. It pissed them off. This is no different. The only difference is uh, uh, we can argue that President Obama did it from... Um, purely a civil rights standpoint. Exactly. You know, so we can argue that. 
we can we know that 45 everything he does is not motivated by anything but what he can get out of it for his exactly. own gain. Right. Absolutely. And so he has decided that he needs evangelical Christians for whatever reason. Mm. And so I think that that's part of the reason and because he likes to can I say this piss on people. Yeah. You know, because he's not thinking about this these United States or no. this republic we going to cripple our military because of what somebody's, not even what their sexual preference is, yeah. but what they identify, identify with. Yeah, that's right. We're not talking about, <coughs> you know, it, it's not like he went back and said, put the band back on, don't ask, don't tell. Mm-hmm. It's not like he did that. Something that talks about people's relationship. You want to talk about how somebody classifies on, a, on an application in my male, female, transgender. So <coughs> wow, he's yeah. crippling our country. Yes. Yeah. And so it's scary because this man does not make decisions based on anything with sound. real foundation, yes. with yes. with a sound yes. thinking. Mm-hmm. Give a man some ADHD medication. That's, that's exactly what he needs. He's all over. He needs something to do. And it'll help him lose weight because you know the Adderall that I take ah. it is an appetite suppressant. <laughs> <laughs> Before I ask my last question um, for all of you, do you have any any topics that we haven't discussed? Anything that's present? Oh yeah, we have a letter. Go ahead and read that. The letter is reading your your Shirley Strawberry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have been married for 21 years. My husband had two affairs early in our marriage that resulted in two loved children by different women. I decided to stay for our three children. My husband has to pay child support for these children, and I had a lot of anger about having to struggle. I had to be the one who always worked multiple jobs so that my three kids did not have to go without. But the truth be told, it was not because we did not have the money. Out of sight, out of mind is how I have to dealt with this for years. Now our relationship has changed. It seems we are roommates instead of husband and wife. I can't seem to get past any of this. I think that I have stayed this long because of my children, not because of what is in my heart. My husband committed adultery twice. Has marriage run its course? Please help. Black, frustrated, <coughs> and married with kids. Mm. I have something to say, but I'm going to wait. Are you gonna, I, okay, well, Paula, tell me. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I kind of... Uh, the hour is pressing. The yes. hour is pressing. Um, it's, it's nine. <laughs> um, I kind of addressed this earlier. I, I, I think it is the most... Um, it is the worst thing you can do for your children and for your own livelihood to stay in a marriage because of the children. Mm-hmm. Because you have um, non-verbally and inadvertently shown them what relationships look like. Mm. And so you're showing them that you don't have to be with... You, you. All we have to do is cohabitate. You are roommates. You know, they don't see the love and affection. They don't see the support. And, when, and then you could see the negative stuff. They could see a woman who does not stand up for herself, Mm -hmm. who allows herself to continuously be in a position where she doesn't have to be. They could see a a, a man who does not have to submit to certain things. They could see a whole lot of negativity. So what what my advice to this, uh, the writer of this letter is that take control of your life, sister. Mm -hmm. Stop being, stop being frustrated. You, you have, it is not your responsibility to pay for the debts of your husband. Period. It doesn't matter what kind of monetary amount that he has to pay for child support or whatever. 
Your husband can be a father to his children, and that's where he needs. That's where your connection should be. Him being a father to your children, you being a mother to your children. Your marriage ran its course when the second mm-hmm. um, relationship happened outside of wedlock. Mm-hmm. If it was the same one with the first one, it still would be touch and go. But this man, not this, he didn't just disrespect you with one woman, but another woman, mm-hmm. and then it's taking care of two outside children. You know, um, this is not 1965. This is not the Supremes. You don't, they're not love children, you know, because they ain't wearing the rags. You know, get out and get on with your life. Yeah. So and stay in it. She should have been gone, basically. Yeah. Well, she's checked out of the marriage yeah. a long and time ago. And to me, stating right. that she's still being cheated on. Because right. she's yeah. being cheated out of a good life. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. She's cheating the children out of, right. you know, being uh, having a cohabitation with good loving parents right um, I was watching a show the other day and it, it was a it was a funny show but the son said to the mama um, the daddy the mama the daddy told the mama that he loved them and then the son said oh that's what we do now <laughs> <laughs> because at home all they saw was the mama and daddy oh, like, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah wow. kids understand yeah they understand they give, they, they had, y'all give these kids Less credit than what they right. get. Exactly. They get it. They get it. They see y'all being phony. Mm-hmm. Then you end up at the barge. Sorry, I watched that underground <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. Yeah. Next. Well, thank y'all so much Woo-hoo! for contributing for to Dally. another good season. Yes. Yeah. Um, Paula forgot to bring our drinks, but you know. Okay. This, this, this is ending our summer series. We'll be back on September the 13th. Oh, okay. So we have a while to stop for me mm-hmm. to start school and get back situated. Um, any closing remarks? So what have you learned from this season? This this season? Yes. You know what? I think I learned, you know, last season was um, Being naked. naked no, yeah. yeah, no longer no mm-hmm. longer ashamed. And I think I just think it's a continuation. This really touched me as far. And it's, it's not that she really gave me a lot of new information, but she confirmed a lot of information that I had been reading and researching There's and hearing on my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think my biggest thing is I'm so pr- I'm not I'm not one of these people who can say I'm growing old gracefully because I'm I'm fearing growing growing old because at my age I had already envisioned what this age was going to be for me and I'm not there. So it's like I'm I'm racing at the clock and I'm trying to find mm. cuts to get me there, and I'm just running up against a dead wall. And that's why you're mm. being frustrated because yeah. you're looking for cuts. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. think that as we as I've told you several times, to the, I'm going to start charging you for this excellent advice. <laughs> like you. But I your can't. grandmother told us do good work, and I think you're you doing. I think you are doing excellent work, mm-hmm. and eventually God will reward you. Yeah, yeah, did, did he you tell you when? No, 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 no. He may not come when you will. Caprice. Let me just minister to you. He may so, not so come. So thank when you, you so will. much for tuning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just said the difference between Chronos time and our time, right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah. The moment. You're right on time mm-hmm. for God. You should be really right on time yeah, for yourself. Really right. Because yeah. once it happens, that's right. You're gonna be like she said. That aha moment or that yeah. light bulb moment is gonna come on, and you're gonna. You know how you have those, uh, what are they called, deja vu? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's that's exactly what walking in your purpose feel like, deja vu. Because you're going to be like, oh, my God, I've been here before. Mm-hmm. I've had some of those moments. Yeah. yeah. And I think that, I, be, mm-hmm. I believe that you're walking, I think you're right on target yeah. where God wants you to be. Your life and is a repeat for God, you, don't it's forget. Gonna be he already crazy. know it. 
Yeah. I wish she would give me like the time. I just all I want. No. Did he tell you that you're going to be your great? Right. Embrace your moment. Enjoy the ride. Pick him up, put him down. Pick him up, put him down. Enjoy the ride. You know, even the bumps. You know, just enjoy yourself. Because, I mean, I, I get what you're saying about the shelf life, you know, because mm-hmm. that's where yeah, I, I am, is you old. know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I hear he's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why I put me on blast the other day on Facebook. Did you see it? Who? They put the Benjamin Button. Who <laughs> <laughs> did that? Gift. That's <laughs> not what happened. <laughs> I didn't notice that the man was fading old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't notice that? I didn't notice that the man was oh fading old. I had took a picture and the lighting was just nice. You know, I, I oh, did look a couple of centuries yeah. younger. And I, I was like, I really like this picture. So everybody was just talking <laughs> how good I look. And then he put the Benjamin Button. <laughs> there, and you know, I was like, oh. <laughs> Lady. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody didn't know. I was like, I am so super hungry. <laughs> On the so, no. uh, yes. <laughs> so until September twenty, no, thirteenth, right, seven o'clock, um, right here, same place, same time, and we'll see. If we get this crew to come on back with us. Um, Thanks, and we'll, we'll, we'll be on video, too, by then. Awesome. So, and we're yes. looking for sponsorships that we can all get paid. Yes. Amen. At least pay for parking. Come on. Come on. And a come meal on. afterwards. And get full right? some food. Yeah. Yes. 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 I am hungry. I only had a yogurt and a protein bar today. That's it. I'm starved. Oh Subway, God. if you're listening. Until then, everybody be blessed. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Let's Face It with Will Strayhorn and Friends. Please be sure to visit us on the web at letsfaceitradio.com and at Let's Face It Radio on Facebook for the latest in show information and exciting, innovating ways that you can be a part of the show. So tune in next week, same place, same time, for real people, real topics. Real talk. Let's face it. Macy's Backstage has everything to help you get a fresh start, including active gear from brands you love. Reebok, Fila, K-Swiss, and more. Hurry in and find the best booties of the season, starting at $19.99. And pamper yourself. Bring the spa home with fragrant candles, aroma diffusers, even salt lamps, starting at just $5.99. Best of all, look for incredible markdowns in every department all month long. Macy's Backstage, off-price, on-trend, arriving daily. Find your store at Macy'sBackstage.com. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Cases and cases of confidence. Staples can help give you the confidence that your business is ready for the year ahead with all the supplies you need. Like paper. And right now, when you buy a 10-ream case of Staples multi-purpose paper, you get one free. So you can be confident you're ready for whatever business comes your way. Buy one case of Staples multi-purpose paper, get one free. Now at Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. In-store only, limit 10. Valid through 1519.